And now, introducing the man who's been collecting accordions for the past 10 years in anticipation of what he calls the, quote, musical reckoning of the century, unquote, as while he hasn't yet succeeded in bringing the unique sound to hip-hop this year, he says, quote, once my album is finished in 2022, they'll all be playing catch-up, unquote. While he was pleased with the performance of Chris Paul in last night's Suns game, he says that, quote, it is rather inexcusable for a 36-year-old to miss more than two shots in a single game, unquote, as he was quick to point out Paul's outing to his most recent Papa Shot performance. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. We actually have a new intern that started today. We'll tell you about him a little bit later on in the show, but... Um, we're going to see how this goes. We're going to try to grow our social this summer. And there's really nowhere to go but up. So, uh, What do you mean? I have 345 followers. Well, I didn't say yours. I'm not concerned about yours whatsoever. Well, 345 your, is a lot. Uh, no, uh, I'm not <laughs> concerned about your social. That does not concern me. You can do whatever sports you want to do with Social Maryland. Well, I do, I'm concerned, concerned a lot about, about them. That's a great one. I'm very concerned about sports and social Maryland. Hope you guys... Got out there for the fight on Saturday night. Big win for Israel Adesanya. And there's going to be another huge event coming up at Sports and Social Maryland as they bring the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. You can watch Dustin Poirier take on former champion Conor McGregor and get the ringside feeling with the -the state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit ndgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Much better that time yeah, for me. Yeah, Much, nice. better. Much Floated. better this time around. Where's the accordion? Uh, okay, we'll get right on yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, not, not concerned about that, but I do want to grow ours. That would be nice. Something we probably should have done a long time ago, but uh, uh, young Jack here is going to try to help us out with that. We'll meet him later on in the program. Coming up on the show today, in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Ross Grimsley. Uh, of course, uh, you hear him every Monday night with Stan the Fan talking baseball, former Orioles pitcher. I want to talk about the sticky stuff thing because apparently Major League Baseball is going to do something about it this week. Like, they're going to send out a memo. and Didn't you get the memo? Yeah, that'll that'll handle it all, I guess. Now, now we won't do anything. There's a memo. I really don't. I was watching for a little while before the basketball game began last night. I was watching the Sunday night baseball contest between the Cardinals and the Cubs. And there were two really interesting things that occurred. The first being um, when Matt Vaskersian says, hey, Alex Rodriguez, what do you think of this huge cheating scandal? Hmm. Completely unironically. Well, you like the credibility of the fact. No no irony whatsoever. He's an honest man. And Matt Vaskersian turning to Alex Rodriguez and saying, big cheating scandal, what do you think? A-Rod. He's been transparent every step of his career. Really bizarre moment. And then, like, they turn to the journalist. They turn to Buster Olney, and Buster Olney's basically like, so, Buster, what's going to happen this week? And basically, Buster Olney said, we don't really know. <laughs> like, and I get that that's, that's, the, that's truth, the answer. Right? Like, I understand that, but it did make for kind of an awkward moment in the uh, couple of minutes that I spent watching the game last night, which was, I, if I'm being completely honest, a few more moments than I spent watching the Orioles this weekend. I watched Orioles. I, I don't know why. 
What do you mean? Why would you do They're that? They're our baseball team. Glenn. You're right about that. When was the last time they won a road game? Uh, it's been 15 or so. Yeah, it's been 15. Yeah. And do you remember what the last road win was? John Means no hitter. John Means no hitter. The Look, last time they won a road game. You reach a high game. like that, you don't really want to compromise. It's a good point. It, you, know? you just want you want that right. to live forever, yeah. sort of. That's the way you want it to go. I watched so little Orioles baseball this weekend. I happened, honest to God, I happened. Austin wins hit a grand slam. I happened to flip over as Austin wins was hitting the grand slam. threw a fell out at second. I did not see that part. It was pretty good. I missed that. Okay, so Strong he's got arm. that going for him, which is nice. He might be better than Severino. Maybe, but that's a very low bar. That's not much of a bar whatsoever as far as whether he's better than Severino. No, there was just so much going on this weekend. I had things to do, and you know, I don't know if you heard they played uh, tennis finals. Those are important. I watched some of it. Uh, I actually watched the one yesterday. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And I watched the, uh, the Nadal one on Friday. On Friday, the yeah. semifinal, yes. Yeah. That was a pretty good one, too. I uh, watched, uh, obviously, all of that this weekend. I, watched I saw a you talking bit with, of soccer. with our buddy Ron. Ron from Owens yeah. Mills, yeah. And it was the idea that regardless of what happened oh, the, the, yesterday kind look, of thing. Look, I, I love Roger Federer. I, I, I adore Roger Federer as an ad. The, the people that are still trying to pretend like Roger Federer is, it's not just that he's not the greatest player of all time. It's that nobody wants to admit how it's not really that close. Sure, but my confusion it's, was... If he had lost yesterday, mm, it no, seemed I, like it wouldn't matter, right? Like it wouldn't no, matter really, how that win Friday held up. It wouldn't have. It, wouldn't that it, have discounted it a little bit? It, like it, the only way that it would have mattered is that he wouldn't have gotten the second trip through the career Grand Slam, which none of these other guys have right. done. So in the in in adding on to how he has separated himself, adding a. Nobody else has ever done sure. this. No one else has won every Grand Slam and title the era two in which he did it, of career. course, and who he I did mean, it against. All the, of it, the yeah. absurdity of trying to pretend like, and I again, I like Roger Federer a lot more. Well, than he's I a much like more likable fella. Yeah, he's like, one of the most likable human are. beings. Nadal and Federer. Nadal are both. is more. Nadal is more the example of a guy that's just sort of gotten credit. Like he, we don't really know Rafael Nadal all that he's well. He's just that that sexy he's, Spaniard, you know. Maybe there's a little bit of that to yeah. it. I won't disagree with that. Federer is truly one of the greatest gentlemen that's ever existed in sport. A gentleman and a scholar. Uh, sure. I don't, actually don't know all the details Maybe. of his scholarly Maybe. pursuits, you know. but I'm going to guess. That he can read. I, probably. Probably yeah. can read. And so we're so inclined to just want to say it's Roger Federer, ignoring all of the evidence that we have, which is that while Roger Federer raised, he raised the bar. He started there's the no era. debate. There's no debate about that. He played at a level we had never seen before. It's just that this guy surpassed it and surpassed it fairly quickly. Roger Federer... And against the guys that raised the bar. Yeah, well, yeah, correct. Roger Federer steamrolled the David Nalbandians of the world. Ah. Novak Djokovic came in and started kicking Roger Federer's ass. I was a big David Nalbogian guy. Yeah, Nalbandian. Yeah, the guy had a hell of a career. The Juan Carlos Ferreros of the world. Like Roger Federer got, and Andy Roddick. No offense. Love Andy Roddick. Big Andy Roddick guy. You see him with his shirt off? Not, not too many guys that look oh, like I'm sorry. That. Can you serve that fast? No, I cannot. But let's not pretend like Andy Roddick was Roger Federer. He certainly was not. He so, dated Tara Reid, didn't he? Uh, he dated Mandy Moore. I don't know if he ever dated Tara Reid. Probably did. Kyle Bowler dated Tara Reid. Yeah, I know that much. Sure. Be sure they lived in Bel Air, in fact. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. No, not that Bel Air. They lived in our Bel Air. Did they she lived, really live here? Yes, for a little while. For a little while, they were they were yeah. living together. And uh, I was just talking about this with Tim from Bel Air, who was hmm. 
not not uh, not all that far away from uh, where uh, the, the the bowlers were living well, for a little bit. I don't think I don't think he ever married her. I don't think he ever married her. He married uh, Miss California, I believe. Ah, didn't we all? Ended up mar- yeah, I know we all, yeah. we all had a moment, didn't we? <laughs> so we've handled the Kyle Bowler Tara Reed portion of the program. Well, I got more. Um, I, I we, by the way, Pam Shriver is going to join us later. That yeah, was when yeah. we were supposed to do our tennis talk. We we're supposed to do our tennis talk of Pam Shriver and Greg Rosenthal and I will. Uh, record a final episode, a final French Open episode of Only Slams later on today. Is uh, it like two weeks since Wimbledon? Like, yes, it? two weeks, and then Wimbledon. Seems starts. pretty short amount of time. Uh, I mean, that's the way it works. I know they didn't have these tournaments last year, so I guess normally they run that by me, though. What's that? Normally they run they, that they by me. They put the schedule past you to see how you feel about yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that ever again. I don't think that's going <laughs> to be the case. I don't think they're really all that concerned about your opinion. Um, so I watched a good bit of the tennis. I obviously watched the Suns. I didn't watch much else in terms of basketball. I, no, that's not true. Poked in at the Bucks. I absolutely yeah. watched the Bucks. Uh, I mean, it's Nets. I don't know. Can't I, do it alone. Right? I have no. Yeah, but I mean, he might be able to. But right, but it still shouldn't be that. First of all, they only scored eighty-three points the game before that. Yeah. It still shouldn't be this bad, even with just Kevin Durant. Like, th- this is insane. It does stand to reason, right, on paper, right, that Giannis should be well-suited to guard KD. That's, mm, I get it. Nobody really is. Nobody but is. But, like, Giannis, with his skill set and his length, should I, be I, as best I, as anybody, I right? understand that, but it still shouldn't be this bad. How about this um, is bad. P.J. Tucker blocking a jumper yeah. from KD? Yeah, no doubt. P.J. Tucker was all over him. P.J. Tucker was, I mean. They were nose to nose. P.J. Tucker really was the story yesterday. P.J. Tucker absolutely handled Kevin Durant. Um, look, they don't I, like each other apparently. Uh, whatever. I don't. I don't know. Isn't that weird? Why? They went to Texas together, didn't they? I maybe I think they were on the same team. I don't know if they were on the same team I'm or not. Pretty sure they were. Were they? I, mean, I believe I'd, they were. I'll believe you, but I genuinely. I mean, Tucker was obviously more than a one-year player at Texas. Yes, correct. Um, KD was pretty damn good at Texas in his one year. Yes, but it was one year. Uh, he was there from 03 to 06. So maybe it was a bit prior. Oh, Durant was no, like 07. Dur- no, that does sound right. Yes, yeah. Durant was there, correct. Yeah, I don't think they would have been there together. I don't think that's the case. Um, but the moral of the story is... Let's go yeah, Bucks. Durant was 06 to 07, so yes. So they did have a no. none? No, 03 to 06, sure. so in the spring of 06 he left, and then it's 06 It's funny how those seasons work, you know? You no, can be it's in not. the same year, but not in the same year. Well, it's sort of like that. I feel like you're just saying mm-hmm. things now for the sake of saying them. Filibuster. Um, thank you. Keep keep just throwing out words. Um, what else you got? Establishmentarianism. That's a good one. That's a good word. I, I like means, that word. No, but it's a long word, yeah. and so people like using it. Anything else you got for us this um, morning? Corporal. Corporal. Thank you. Very corporal good. Punishment. Corporal punishment. Yeah, sure. That that was my friend Dan McDevitt's name as a professional wrestler. He was corporal punishment. Uh, that's a thing. So, yeah, I watched a good bit of that. What else did I watch? I watched some of the soccer. Obviously, the Eric Erickson thing on Saturday was terrifying. I mean, it was just goddamn terrifying. Thankfully, he is okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I put a little bit of money. I made a mistake on Friday. I put money on Italy because Cause you figured, Italy. You know. Yeah, and I, I don't mind. I never have minded betting heavy favorites on the money line to just – steal some money i've talked about that a few times if you want to give me some free money and they weren't even really as heavy favorites as you would have thought they were they playing be. again they were turkey i think on friday i'm like what is going on here this is really strange they won three nothing right yeah i mean it was so i put some money on that but I, then i also parlayed it with nadal on friday against Djokovic, you were that confident it was Nadal at the French Open. I'm not sure if you had heard. He hadn't lost much. And they had just played at the French Open a couple of months earlier, and Nadal kicked his ass. So, yeah, I felt pretty confident. Do you think he got hurt? There were people talking about how he got hurt. And when he was up 5-0. 
I mean, he got some attention on the foot. If he was really that hurt, he probably would have gone back to the locker room at one point. And he didn't, which is really weird that he didn't do that after the third set. Like, really strange. And made it seem like he had just sort of accepted his fate after he lost the third set tiebreak. Like, the level that he was playing at at the end of the third set to the level that he played at in the fourth set, Mm -hmm. to try to pretend like that was all about an injury. Like, he might have been hurt. But if he was, he was playing at an absolutely absurd level literally at the end of set three, and then he came out for set four and just didn't want to play points any longer. He was ready to try to get points over with quickly. Why, why, do you keep, why, do you, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to get me to talk about tennis? It's my favorite sport. All right. Is it, is it though? It's your favorite sport. So uh, that was what got my attention this week. And I even poked at a little bit of the um, uh, College World Series, in fact. I poked at the, the NCAA baseball the uh, the Dallas Baptist Virginia thing is really interesting. Is Dallas Baptist if they win today will knock Virginia out and they will go to the College World Series, which is a cool story. Yeah, you had that going into the year, yeah. right? You said the co- Dallas Baptist was going to be a real threat. Um, I caught the thing with uh, NC State and Arkansas yesterday, which is Baltimore pretty good. native, right? Yeah, Jose. T- well, he's not a Baltimore native. He went to Calvert Hall. He did go to Calvert Hall. He's from the Dominican. I don't really know all of Jose Torres' story of like how he ended up here and. You know, like yeah. at what age he came here. I don't I don't know all of that. I'd like to know more of it. In fact, I reached out to NC State to see if he could get him on this week. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, Jose Torres from Calvert Hall hits the game-winning home run in the ninth Homer inning. In each of the last three, Yeah, right? all three of the games in the regional, in the super regional this weekend for NC State as they knocked out Arkansas. It was um, it was a cool story. It was a cool story. So I poked in at a little bit of that. I, you know, I was all over the place this weekend, but just not a lot of Orioles. Adler Rutschman hit another home run yesterday. Oppo. Yeah, went a little Tenth. Apo Taco yesterday. Didn't so. seem like it was going that far off the bat. No, it didn't. Then it, it just kind of carried, yep, right? <laughs> it did just kind of carry. I don't know if I don't know enough about the weather right. conditions, anything along those lines. But um, yeah, that was what got my attention over the weekend, and I wish I could pretend to you that I cared that much about Is the Bauman. Orders, all right. I know he left after he, I know, but he forty-seven pitched, he was, pitches. He pitched, he pitched great. He pitched well. Four he innings, pitched really like, well. He, like only like I don't know if he allowed any hits, but I think he left after like forty-some pitches. I don't care for that. I yeah. did, I did not poke back in on that to get an answer. Hopefully he's all yeah. right. Hopefully that's the case. What I want to talk about today on on Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio, is today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. They got an amazing offer for you, 50% off all styles of windows, plus no money down, no payments, and no interest for two full years, 24 months, 866-90Nation or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you, Window Nation, the perfect fit. So admittedly, we have only talked sparingly about the sticky stuff controversy. For a couple of reasons, and I'll openly admit that one of them is because when the Orioles aren't good enough for the results to matter, it makes it more difficult for me to have all that much concern about bigger baseball topics, and I'm, it's easier for me to be dismissive of them. It's easier for me to say, I don't really care. This doesn't affect us. Like, who, who gives a rat's ass? This does not impact us whatsoever. The Orioles aren't going to win or lose games based on sticky stuff. That means no hitter. Who knows, right? Like maybe, right? Maybe like, I'm not going to say. Sure. It, but there has been word that that certainly John Means could benefit from. If you look at his spin rate, he could have been a beneficiary of the sticky stuff. I it does not it does not impact me. And so when something does not impact me, it's easier for me to separate myself from it and just sort of say, y'all can yell about it and scream about it. All I'm really worried about is whether or not. You know, Adley Rutschman is going to be the greatest baseball player that ever lived. That's really the only concern I have when it comes to any of this. So that's led to us having a bit less conversation. 
Combine that with... Everybody's doing it. It's, it is a weird... This one in particular is one of the stranger controversies we've ever experienced in baseball. Everybody's been doing it for a while. But right? it's like, not. But we said that about steroids. We said everybody's doing steroids. This is a little bit different in that it, it's so known, it was so ubiquitous throughout the sport, and again, whenever it would come up, Buck the Joe other Walter. parties involved would say, no, we want this to be the case. Would I rather it slip out of his hand and hit my guy in the head or have the pitcher know where it's going? So it makes it weird to have a conversation about it being this super baseball controversy when there are lots of people that say, no, this is what we want. But it does seem as though there's been a, yes, at it's least gone. this year, that the sticky stuff is no longer just for... Being able to command and all yes. of that, and it has been it to further manipulate the spin, spin rate. Spin rate has, the evidence now says the spin rate has drastically changed, and it's given the pitchers a huge advantage. Now, someone would say maybe pitchers should have gotten an advantage at some point because it seemed like for a while all of the advantages belonged to the hitters, and no one was really crying foul for the pitchers when everybody was hitting boatloads of home runs years ago. Right. Is it drastically you know, amplified because of them maybe un, like deadening the ball, right, in combination with Certainly. This. There's no doubt that that has an impact. Right. There's no doubt that it has some sort of impact. You also add into the fact that, like, at the end of the day, these are all players. And they just crush a lot, you know? Thank you. I'm, well, they're not. That's right. for the people that aren't players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are players, so they don't crush okay. a lot, right? And that's Chris Davis is not a player. That's he a fact. used to crush a lot. He used to crush a lot. <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, so, oh, uh, Barney, Bonera, Bonnie, we should do that. Our intern a, even knows that song. Uh, does it mean anything to you? No. All right. Very good. Very good. Very. I mean, I'm not surprised. You know. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that. Um, a big pun. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Look it up. Big pun. Yeah. Sadly, uh, we lost him a few years back. Well, Sadly, yes. no longer with us. The great Big Punisher. Big Punisher has got what you're looking for. All right, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's there's this whole other side to it, which is that there are people that genuinely believe that baseball wants this to be a controversy because they want to get the players to fight against themselves, and that hurts the players in negotiating. Kind of working, by the way. Or, CBA. Well, actually, not, not really. They're kind of, they've turned the players against baseball further, it seems. And that's the, that's the part about this that makes it even a step weirder, is that like, there are so few position or hitters that want to say anything because again they don't want to fight with themselves they don't want to fight their union brothers almost undoubtedly the union leadership and i don't know this but a reasonable amount of thought would tell you that union leadership has probably said to everyone shut the f up we'll deal with this you don't give them more ammo and so you you get Josh Donaldson, mm-hmm. but you get very few other hitters that really want to speak up about it. So where's the actual controversy? And I get the sense the overwhelming majority of baseball fans don't really seem to care. Or they don't know. I don't know that they, that they can differentiate between like, oh, this is the reason that it's a three true outcome, right? And it's not necessarily, right? Like launch angle and all of the analytics about how hitters approach yes. things would presumably still be the same regardless of whether or not they were using sticky stuff. And by the way, that's my bigger concern about baseball as a whole is related to the true outcome nature of it, the way that the game has changed inherently versus sticky stuff specifically. Now, I get it. 
does it further exacerbate correct the problem, it's, right? it's 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 one on top of it's that and the dead ball and the, you're adding all of it together and you're saying well offense is really down okay maybe maybe that's true that I mean, that might very well be. Well, it is true, right? Like right? it is like, true, except for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But then, well, I mean, that's true. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a monster. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what is he going to do? Or they stop using sticky stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to affect him. Now, I also does it does they do they does he benefit from having played in a spring training and and minor league park for the he's better doing league? It everywhere. I'm aware. I he's been unbelievable. There's no debate about that. Um. So I don't know. I just genuinely don't know. So I ask you guys this morning: Are are you guys worked up about this in any way? Because I don't have a feel for where baseball fans are. There are people in and around the sport that are trying to tell me what a crazy controversy this is and why it should be the biggest story in baseball. And I'm just not feeling that. It's, it's, not, it's not as if every game is a one nothing shutout. Yes, there have been more no-hitters this season. That's true. And yes, the stats as a whole are down, but someone would say that in recent years, the stats as a whole were kind of wildly inflated. So I haven't sensed that people think that this specifically is truly hurting the game. I want to hear from you. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. From uh, Joey. Uh, Joey says, I do care. Pitchers need some kind of sticky stuff for safety, etc., but pitching has gotten way too dominant, and so many pitchers are going from obscurity to dominance. And very interestingly, a lot of pitchers' spin rates and performances are cratering with threat of checks. Checks. I don't know what that. I don't. I don't know what you mean by threat of checks, Joey. Oh, with with the threat that the umpires are going to start checking. You're saying that the net, the last week since this blew up two weeks ago, and I saw a stat from Buster Olney that people were poo pooing because. He was like pointing out that hitters are hitting at a uh, like they were before yeah, before June 5th this and then after it, it's like eleven points higher batting average slugging percentage like fourteen. But points it's it's or not so significant no, it's that it's which, but it's but correct. it's also sort of an MLB and, average but, kind of thing. So and, it's like and you also throw in the fact that like typically those things happen when the weather gets warmer, things along those lines. But the spin rate numbers certainly are different. There's no debate about that uniquely. And Adit says, my bigger concern is that athletes are using the moral ground with these issues. Batters only took offense to the sticky stuff once it affects their case for more money. Teams only started to care about sign stealing once it became public knowledge, etc. Well, we don't know that, Adit, because they could have been making a big deal about it privately. I haven't read Andy Martino's book yet, um, but I think we're going to try to get him on to talk about it. Um, so there might have been more of that going on behind the scenes. And that's typically the way that these guys want, again, as I just brought up with the union, that's typically the way these guys want to handle these things because they don't want to be seen publicly fighting each other. Sure. That's a bad look for a union. Let's talk more about this. Joining us now, a former pitcher. And, of course, you hear him every Monday night with Stan the Fan Charles on Facebook Live, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. He's our friend Ross Grimsley, and he joins us again here on GCR. Ross, it's good to talk to you, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm sitting out here outside listening to the cicadas sing. Oh man, they are. <laughs> there are days, dude. How many more weeks of this do we have? Of the oh, God, I think uh, who knows? I think three, three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. That's, I think it, you're it depends right about on that. If it's the 17 year ones or the 13 year ones. Ross has <laughs> Ross has fewer, considering he and Bird are in the process of moving down to Florida. Oh, what oh, the yeah. hell, Ross? You're I leaving know. us? Yeah. Well. We're going down, and uh, we're gonna we'll make our you know a permanent residence there. But we'll be coming back and forth because uh, you got the kids. Uh, the that, kids are yeah, still right. here, and uh, uh, and I've got a lot of friends, you know. And uh, 
So they can come down, and we're going to come back. So right. uh, that's the thing. All so. right, all right. I'll I'll accept that, but I'm not happy. We'll about have to do it. a Is live that okay? broadcast yeah. from your yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. When when are we coming down to do the show from your house? Right? Hey, anytime, yeah. man. When, when we get ready, come on down. I love that. I love that. All right, Ross, explain to me like I'm stupid because, as you know, I'm stupid. No, um, no. It, it, is this really that big of a deal? The sticky stuff thing. Is it as big of a deal as people are making it out to be, as some people are making it out to be? Yeah. I mean, well, if you if you go by the rules, if you really want to go by the rules, yeah, there's a problem there. But, uh, you know, I mean, now a ball it gets near the dirt, they throw the ball out. I mean, the players start throwing it out. And it's funny because years ago I asked uh, a major league pitcher, I go, you know, are guys scuffing the ball? Uh, are they, they, they? He says, Grims, they don't even know how to do that. So, which was kind of, a, you know, a, a, something that I went, wait a minute. But uh, with the guys now, with the uh, velocity they're throwing, they're throwing obviously a few miles an hour harder on average uh, than they did years ago. But the command is not, is not uh, what you have seen in the past. And so, Having sticky stuff that you can control the ball. I mean, we've seen, you've watched games, I've seen pitches miss the plate by feet. I mean, literally, I mean, we all have by five feet at times. I mean, I'm going, these guys are just throwing as hard as they can, as, as long as they can, and uh, kind of throwing uh, caution to the wind when it comes to overall command and, you know, chasing the ball up in the zone. That's the big thing they do now. But, and the hitters are swinging at it, you know, which is crazy. But, I mean, you know, it's if you go by the rules, you're not supposed to put anything on the ball, and uh, and obviously the spin is a spin rate better. Of course, it is. You get something that, with a better grip, and there's so many ways to do that and uh, uh, to get a better grip on the ball, which you'd really want. But uh, you know, it, it affects the the breaking ball will obviously improve if you got a more spin rate on the ball, better rotation. Of course, it's going to be better, and a good breaking ball, most hitters aren't going to hit anyway. Now, they usually hit the bad ones, but again, you're putting something on the ball, it, you're not supposed to do it. And if you get caught, you got to pay the price. You know, that's one of the things that, uh, that you risk when you do that. It seems like there's been sort of a subtext to the discussion about this year where it's just like it's trying to act as though this is the first time that pitchers are <laughs> doctoring the baseball in order to get like increased movement or to actually manipulate the ball to make it harder to hit and that it's not just about commanding it. How how silly is that? Like, hasn't that kind of always been the point? Of course. I mean, I, I, I was, years ago, uh, you know, they, they, you know, guys have always found a way to do something uh, to the ball, you know, and uh, it's I had somebody, and like you said, they're making a big deal out of it now, like something brand new. I listened to uh, – uh, a broadcast, uh, probably a, a few weeks ago, and I, I got a real chuckle out of it because uh, the the person said, uh, you know, the the pitchers are changing speeds and moving the ball around and doing stuff uh, that they haven't done in the past. And I I, I listened to that, and I'm going, what? Right. So right. I was playing golf with Scotty McGregor, and I and out of nowhere I go, hey Scotty, did you ever change speeds and, and move the ball back and forth on the plate? He looked at me like I was nuts. So I'm going. This was a, a a broadcaster said that this was something new they're doing now. They're they're changing speeds and they're not throwing. You know, they're mixing the pitches up. So I'm going. Are, this is, that's called I, pitching. You, you <laughs> actually said that. Right. You know, I'm going. 
I'm going, are you kidding me? And, and Scotty got a big laugh. He thought I was nuts. And I'm going, this is what a broadcaster said the other night, Scotty. He said, it's something new that they're doing now. They're changing speeds, moving the ball in and out. And they, they, they sound like they didn't do it in the past. I'm going, God, maybe we did it. Maybe it was another word we used. But, I mean, the words now, they've changed the whole jargon of the baseball. That uh, means the same thing as it we did before it's just different wording now so, you know and they got they found a way to uh uh your ivy league guys with the analytics found a way to devalue players the way they wanted to or to value them you know i mean uh getting a win for a pitcher doesn't mean anything anymore you know and it's uh which is just one of the things but yeah it, it's the way it is now and uh uh and lo- like a lot of this stuff is brand new and no this stuff the, the game is not the game's basically the same. Don't change it. Don't try to change it. You know, but the guys have been doing these things for years. And again, if you get caught, I mean, it, it's a, it, it's not new. It's not close to even near new. <laughs> Ross Grimsley is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. So, the, Ross, this is what I'm trying to figure out, right? Like, the, is it as simple as saying that Major League Baseball should – should pre-doctor the balls the way that everybody agrees, like, hey, this is this is what should be on a ball in order to make sure a pitcher can safely grip it, right? This is how we all doctor it. And then should they be, like, patting down pitchers? Like, like I, I, I'm struggling with how you prevent it. Like, if you say, hey, we're going we're gonna to start checking, like, won't pitchers just go try to find more difficult ways for people to find what it is they're doing? No, that, they're gonna, hey, there's a way to do this. You know, and there's a way to uh, uh, to go through the ritual uh, to maybe get something illegal on the ball. There's a thing you just can't blatantly do it like they're doing. Okay. I mean, you go out your your hat your hat's one color and another spot it's another color. Right. Well, that's just blatant disregard right. for that. You know, you're not even trying to hide it. You know, it's it's they just don't care. You know, and if if that's the case, then you need to uh, if you get caught. You got to pay the price, whatever that is. But I mean, be a little, uh, you know, try to hide it a little bit if you're going to do that. But they don't even try to hide it. You know, you look at the uh, the hats, and like I said, you got some discoloration on there. You know exactly what they're doing. They got sticky stuff on there. They got pine tar, uh, uh, suntan lotion, whatever the heck they got on their arms, and it just it's just it's just there. You know, and if you're going to be that blatant about it. You should be, be be punished, but not for the fact you got it on there because you're too stupid to try to be tricky about it. You know, I get what you're saying, Ross. I do, yeah. and, and we've seen, you know, who was it? Who was it with um, the who? God, Pineda, Pineda. Thank you. Like that was. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, oh, what no. are you doing? But this, I feel like this is going to exist forever. You know what I mean? Like that. This is. We can we can scream about it and make it seem like it's a big deal right now, and then baseball can send out a memo and say, "Well, we're going to start checking, and we're going to, you know." No. <laughs> but like, is it actually going to go away, or is this just going to be a part of baseball eternally, the same way that everybody's going to try? Like, and I'm not trying to, to say that I'm okay with other things, you know, the sign stealing. It just always feels like everybody's going to attempt to get whatever edge they can possibly get. It's always it's always been that way. Everybody tries to get an edge, but. In this day and age, they're just there's no uh, it's just there. I mean, it's it's out there, and they'll do it any way they can. They don't care who sees it. I mean, the, the stuff with the banging on the garbage. Come on, are are you? Is that how ridiculous is that? I mean, it don't take a genius to figure that out. 
But yeah. be a little, be a little sly about it. At least, <laughs> don't be so blatant. I mean, I, I think you got the people in the game now. That uh, for me, I, I'm not a big commissioner fan. I'm not even a big fan of uh, uh, the association, in, in, the uh, uh, players' association. I'm not a big fan of the leader of that. Interesting. And uh, I, I just think you're going to see something big at the end of this year when they have to. Uh, uh, do this uh, collective bargaining agreement. There's going to be some stuff come up, and I tell you what: if they don't work this out, and they get if they listen, I think the biggest thing you got people in these positions that can help if they listen to them. But they don't want, uh, and, and I've talked about this before. They don't want ex-players, and I don't care if you're a Hall of Famer or you had success. What they don't want them involved. They they don't want to debate with them because they know they'll lose. Uh, and it, it makes a lot of sense what they say. And, and, you know, why wouldn't you want to learn from veteran players? I mean, I, I talked about this. When I went from Cincinnati to Baltimore, I couldn't wait to get over here and learn, after winning 37 yeah. games in three years with the Reds, yeah. to come over here and learn from Palmer, Cuellar, and McNally. Sure. I mean, that, that, and then watch Catfish Hunter and some of these other guys and learn from them. They don't want that now. For whatever reason, it makes no sense to me. And uh, some of the players, even with the Orioles, the big-name players, they don't want any input from them, which to me is just the most asinine thing in the world. Why wouldn't you want these guys to? I mean, some of these players are missing out on some big uh, things that would really make them uh, you know, better players, and they don't even know that they're missing this stuff because the higher-ups won't get these guys to get around. And which is so sad. It's so sad for it, it, not a, overall baseball. It's yeah, so sad it make, for that. It makes no sense why you wouldn't want to tap no. into that, Ross. I agree with that. I, I just I, I shake my head and I it just and talking. I mean, we talk. We, we get together all the time and uh, with, with some of the uh, uh, ex players here here in Baltimore, and we talk about it. And, and they're just they're just dumbfounded about what's going on and and how the just watch a game and you go. What are these guys doing? What are they thinking about? Well, they don't know. They don't know, first of all, because they don't work on these things as much as they used to work on them. They don't have time. So they <laughs> to do with all the other stuff they're doing. Ross, but, do, do, do you... Jen, uh, uh, do you do you believe at all... There are there are people that have... There's a conspiracy theory that's out there that the reason why this has become an issue recently is because baseball is purposely trying to get players, trying to get hitters and pitchers to fight against each other because it'll make the union as a whole weaker going into CBA negotiations. Oh, I, I really think they're, they'll do whatever they can to make this, the uh, uh, Players Association, uh, the union, they'll do whatever they can to, to try to do anything to weaken, to mm-hmm. weaken them. I mean, that's always been the case, and it's always been uh, – the union is the strongest in uh, in major sports. Yeah, sure, no question. Now it's 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 getting. Uh, they have started to give some things back. I know over in the over the past years of negotiation, they've started to uh, it become a little bit weaker, and uh, that's something you go. Wait, don't give nothing back. We struck. You know, we uh, several years lost a lot of money, so the guys, uh, you know, could. Do hey, get what they're getting now, right? And have the freedoms. Don't give me this stuff back, right? We fought. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a there's a ton of money. There's a, what eleven billion dollar industry. Come on, find a way 
you know, don't don't take it away from the players because that's who that's who uh, you know people want to come out to see the ones that do come out, you know, and the do the ones that do watch it. So I mean, yeah, let's let's find a way to work this out, and uh, they're going to have to get they're going to have to work on a way to get people to start viewing the game again, start coming to the game again. That's a big thing because they've lost fans over the last uh, decade, you know, in, in droves. And it's really a concerning thing. This used to be the, you know, number one sport. And now you do, you rarely see kids playing in the, you know, on a field anywhere, you know, growing up. So it's, it, it's pretty sad. So I think there's a lot of issues that need to be ironed out. And they, like I said, they just need to listen uh, to some of the people that have been around for a few years that are veterans of this and, and, and just lift a little bit and get back to where we're not seeing a baseball ball strike out or a home run. Boy, and, that, that, and, and anywhere from four to seven minutes between a ball and play. Boy, that would go. Boy, that, that, that's the thing that's finally gotten me, Ross. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I can't ignore it anymore. It is really tough. And it's, by the way, and I, I'm sure you don't care for it, but it's why I've learned to love the extra inning thing because at least I'm going to get something that resembles baseball in extra innings now. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and you know what? And I was totally against it. But one thing you see, you're seeing more. Like you're seeing more bunting. You're seeing, you're seeing at least some hit and run. Yep. Stolen bases. This is something speed is missing from the game, and it, it's missing from being used in the game. Yep. You got players now that are as as athletic and as good as ever before. They're just not using their abilities for whatever reason. Just, People aren't letting them. You're just trying to. You know, they, I mean, they they just think uh, you know and. and and swinging for the fences every pitch with well, the majority of the guys, that's that's getting old. People, The home run used to be really special. It's not that special anymore. You know, a strikeout used to be a thing that was pretty embarrassing. It's not embarrassing anymore. Well, it's part of it's, yeah, you know, yeah, if you're, if you're going to try to hit home runs, you're going to strike out sometimes. That's the way it oh, works. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you, I, think, I think we are seeing more guys starting to hit the ball the other way. Mullins a perfect example that's made him a tremendous hitter. He's yep. able to hit the ball out over the plate the other way. Wow! Look, and he's what one of the top hitters in the in, the, in baseball. No question, no question. Not all that yeah. difficult. Not all that difficult. Uh, well, just, no, it, just it, play it really isn't. You know, it, it really isn't that difficult to do. Uh, I mean, it, for some people, but you got some guys. Their jobs are to hit home runs. You got other guys that are table setters. Yep. You know, and 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 you got to know. Uh, you know. The one of the greatest hitters of all time choked up on the bat, Barry Bonds. If not, he might be the greatest hitter of all time. But you know, here's a guy that did choked up a little bit, and he just had a tremendous eye. You know, and that's. But yeah, you're. I think the game will get back eventually to being similar. What I saw, I heard a thing: the players now, the managers and the coaches should be required. To watch games from the '60s, '70s, and '80s, watch the films, watch the game, and you'll see some stuff that you know that, that people. That's when the '70s. I mean, that some of the games in the '70s were the most viewed games of all time. So there's something to be said about uh, you know what uh, what went on back then and how important and how much how much the people enjoyed watching and being a part of it. So. Ross, Hopefully I know, it, it may change. I know you and uh, you and Stan are going to do a special show tonight sort of celebrating the Bowie Bay Sox. Oh, uh, yes. Um, yes. Our buddy Adam Pohl is going to be a part of that. I think Phil Rye is going to be a part of that. As they are, they're, yeah. they're the best team in baseball, by the way. They're, um, oh, God, unbelievable. Yep. I, I got a lot of questions. I got some questions I want to ask them. And, uh, you know, just the, 
uh, some questions I've asked in the past about uh, you know players and stuff, but uh, it's got to be really exciting to see that, see to watch the guys play, oh, no and, uh, and and you know what, and win. Winning is the greatest thing no, in the world. There's been a I lot don't of winning down where there. You're no at. <laughs> and I, I do think there's some value to that those guys learning to win together, right? Absolutely, I think, I, and together, and, yeah. and that's. I just hope that uh, you know, and, and not every every prospect's going to make it to the big leagues and be a uh, you know be a success, but with the ones they have gathered up, you know, you hope that uh, a few of them make it and can be part of uh, getting the Orioles back to winning again. I mean, it, it's it's been so long and. Uh, you just get. I, I think it's so unfair. I, the, I rebuilds. I just really think there's another way to do it instead of just just uh, just disintegrate everything and start from scratch. You know, and that's if it works, great. Well, but I, I just I, think yeah. I think over a period of time, there's fans that you're losing that they just and, and as soon as a guy. I mean, let's wait and see what happens to Mancini. You know, he's 29 years old. Uh, you know, a chance for him to be a, maybe a free agent or get traded, that's going to be quite interesting. And they can get a haul for him probably. Uh, I don't know about a haul, but they can get something. Russ, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I, I got to run. I love you. We'll sure. see you tonight on Facebook Live, you and Stan you it, uh, doing the Baby Bowie Base Fox. Always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for All taking right, the time for Talk us. Talk to you later. This is uh, our buddy Ross Grimsley, former Orioles pitcher. Look, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to come off too old man yells at cloud, right? Like, so I try to avoid this. You guys know how I feel about the true outcome thing. I don't care for it whatsoever. I I miss that. I miss baseball. I miss innings that come together and and not just having guys swing for the fences. It's not to say that I don't like modern baseball. I'm opposed to pimping home. I like pimping home runs. I like fun. I like all that. I just like a little bit more baseball in my baseball. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. And to speak to what Ross said, this has been a part of baseball forever. I think it's going to continue to be a part of baseball moving forward. And I think they'll try to shut it down for a little while because there's a big fuss that's being made about it. But at some point, I think it'll start again. That's just the, the sense that I have. Today's show also brought to you, speaking of uh, Stan and Ross tonight, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repair for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com to get your free analysis. As we were discussing at the top of the show, a big weekend in tennis. Joining us now, tell us more about it. They weren't. They didn't have this tournament, but they'll have Wimbledon here coming up in a couple of weeks. She is our own pride of Baltimore, an ESPN tennis analyst, the Hall of Famer. Pam Shriver is back with us here on GCR. Pam, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for getting up early for us and then spending a couple of minutes talking with us this morning. Oh, it, my pleasure. I've been getting up early anyway to watch Roland Garros that oh starts live in yeah. L.A. at 2 a.m. and Baltimore at 5 a.m. But uh, not that I've made the first... <laughs> match of the day but it's been quite a two weeks i didn't even think about that jeez so are do we know yet are you are you gonna be in london or are you guys still doing the 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 home thing for yeah for no espn let us know last week um well we thought for the last month or so that we would be at wimbledon calling the matches and then the delta variant sort of made things a little more oh, complicated yeah. in the uk the last few weeks but this decision was made. We booked flights last week, so it'll be great. I'll be calling 
a match from the tournament site oh. for the first time since the Australian Open of 2020, which was like six weeks before the start of the pandemic in the U.S. You have no idea how happy you just made me, Pam Schreiber. To take nothing away from everybody who's been doing very hard work calling me. I want to make that very clear. I know how incredibly difficult it is. It's just you can feel it. There's something different when broadcasters are there and you can feel the moment a little bit more. Oh, and absolutely right, especially at a tournament like Wimbledon where you're playing on a surface grass courts where – Players haven't played on it in two years. Last yeah. year, Wimbledon had pandemic insurance. They canceled April 1st. Um, and and it's, a, it's the most unusual surface. And uh, because Roland Garros had to push one week later because of what was going on in France with the pandemic, it gives the players a more compressed two weeks instead of three weeks on a surface they haven't played on in two years. So it's, uh, it's a crazy time of year in professional tennis. Pam Shriver, the, I, I am convinced, and I, I want to make this very clear, I adore Roger Federer, right? Like, I, I wish that we had more athletes that were the type of man that Roger Federer is. He's one of the great humans that we've seen in all of sport. But I am more and more convinced that there is just no argument anymore that Novak Djokovic completing a second career Grand Slam, having head-to-head over... Every, all of the greatest players of two different generations, I just don't know that there's an argument any longer about who the greatest player of all time in men's tennis is. Well, both Nadal and Federer have such large uh, fandom out there that they're not going to give up uh, the title very easily. They still technically hold one more major than Djokovic, but since Djokovic is younger and the way he is comfortable on all the major surfaces, hard grass and clay, uh, it really looks that way. Um, he, <laughs> he proved on the weekend, again, the way he beat uh, Nadal with a third set the other day that was like an hour and a half long, 7-6 in the third, and then he cruised in the fourth. Um, you know, Nadal's only lost three different times during his entire years at Roland Garros, and two of the three have been to Djokovic. He came from two sets to love down, not only in the finals, but one other time in the tournament. Um, and again, he just seems motivated to be known as the greatest male player of all time. So you, here you have an incredible situation where you have two at 20 majors and one at 19, and then on the women's side you have Serena still chasing 24 as she's at 23. So I don't think we'll ever see quite a time like right um, now. There's no doubt that that's true. There's no doubt whatsoever. Um, do you feel as though, you know, Tsitsipas was, was right there, obviously, and, and had the two sets to none lead, and he's such a good clay court player that I think he's going to be a major factor, particularly at the French forever. I know it was not a, it's not been a good season for team, but Medvedev, I think, surprised a lot of people. Do you feel like they're closing in on Djokovic at all, or there's still some distance between this next group and Novak Djokovic at this point? No, I, I think the generation that's younger are, are starting to slowly make their way and feel more comfortable. I mean, it takes a while to – I mean, what Sitsipas did yesterday in his first major final, get up two sets to love on Djokovic, was incredible. But, you know, there's a reason why the three out of five set format on the men's side is so, is so tough because you have to get over that last hurdle. You have to win three sets against an all-time great, generally in the finals of one of these majors. So – you know, he physically came up a little bit short, and, and then Djokovic just drew on his experience having won majors the first time in 2008 at the Australian Open, and it 
really does mean a difference um, when you get in a situation like yesterday's. But I think we saw Sitsipas's athleticism. He's about six foot four. He's got great power on the forehand side. He moves beautifully for a big man. So I think most people in tennis feel that Sitsipas is a future multiple major winner. And I believe 2022 will be the first year that this younger generation really starts to put their stamp on the majors. I feel like um, one of the big three will win Wimbledon because of the fact that um, these younger guys have played so little on the surface. Um, U.S. Open, I think, could be more of a jump ball, especially if if Djokovic goes in having won, say he wins Wimbledon and he's going for the calendar year Grand Slam. That will be a kind of pressure that nobody has faced in the men's game since Rod Laver in 1969. Um, and that'll be incredible. And, and, and we saw the U.S. And, Open as and, well. Yeah, but, and, we, um, and we saw Serena struggle with I it, obviously. 2022 is the year. Yeah, no, and, and I think you're, what you're alluding to, we saw Serena clearly. It, it impacted her a great deal a few years ago trying to chase that, that uh, Grand Slam in a single yeah, season. Yeah, just to remind people, uh, Serena lost to Roberta Vinci yep. um, after winning the first set, and I think she was up a break in the third, and really the pressure got to her. That was the year Panetta beat Vinci in the finals mm-hmm. of the U.S. Open when most of us thought Serena would win the calendar year. Yep. Steffi Groff last did it in tennis in 1988. Boy, it has been. It has been a while. Pam Shriver is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, Pam, one more on the on the men's side, then I do want to move over to the women's side. It, it, you bring up, the, you know, it, it looks like these guys are set. We saw Roger play and, and look good for, at times, right, in the week that he played. Uh, do you do you believe he's a factor to compete at Wimbledon or more? He's he's gonna win some matches because he's Roger Federer, but we're dreaming to think that at 39 years old he can still put together that type of two week run. Well, I think there is one surface where he can, and and funny enough, he just finished uh, just in the last 20 minutes his first grass court match in two years. Uh, he won a pretty tight straight set match in Halle, Germany. Um, and this is the reason why he did the most unusual thing, which is to win three matches at Roland Garros. The third match was a long four-setter. He's come off two knee surgeries, seems to be healing well, but at 39, he did not want to push his body anymore in Paris, put the grass court season in jeopardy. He also uh, wants to represent um, Mm -hmm. Switzerland and compete at the Olympics and maybe have a chance to win a medal again. So he's got his key part of the season between now uh, through the U.S. Open, and, but but to withdraw from a major no, it's crazy, without yeah. an injury, just sort of like feeling like you want to make sure your body is rested and okay for the grass. It was a pretty unusual move, but at 39, given his decades in the game, most people are giving him a hall pass on that one. Yeah, who, tre- who treats uh, the, the French Open like it's, uh, you know, an ATP 250 event and <laughs> just bails on it, just bails. Uh, Pam, on the women's side, uh, Krejcikovic, is this a a neat story that played out, and and congratulations to her, but the likelihood of her being a factor again is minimal, or is this a player that really is quite good and and can be a factor on other surfaces, and we just didn't know it because we've never paid attention to doubles tennis? Well, and believe me, of all people, uh, I pay attention yeah, to Yeah, you know a thing or tennis. two, right. Although even she surprised me. Um, I guess there were signs that she was really coming into her own as a singles player as well, but 
This is an era of women's tennis, the exact opposite of the men's side, where it's very unpredictable. Um, so many different winners of majors, and the, and the big question has been, who can live comfortably with the title of a major winner? Osaka, who certainly was the one that grabbed the headlines first, she's won four hardcourt majors in pretty short order. Um, Halep's become, when she's healthy, it's become somebody who's proved that she can win multiple majors. Um, but it's a big question. Uh, can Krajikova live comfortably with the title of a major winner? I think she could be really good on all surfaces. So we'll see how she shows up at Wimbledon, whether or not because life's been turned upside down, she struggles to get back uh, feeling comfortable on the court, or maybe she just lets things roll. She seemed to be able to let pressure and let things sort of roll off in a in a pretty mature way. So we'll see. She was facing match points. She didn't care. I mean, she, she handled everything in the same way that her opponents could not, obviously, down the stretch. Um, do we believe now that Coco Gauff, having made a run, and I know it's disappointing for her because there seemed to be an opportunity for her to go farther, but do we now believe that she's ready to be a factor as far as winning Grand Slam tournaments is concerned? Well, I think she's come a long way the last few months in shoring up the forehand and the serve. Um, she's one of the best movers on the court. Uh, she's very mature and meticulous in the detail of uh, progressing as a young professional player. So, yes, Wimbledon is where she had her breakthrough two years ago. That's where she beat Venus in the first round. And really, when the draw came out two years ago, we were all like, wow, Venus and Coco Gauff right. come through qualifying. Coco made it all the way through to the middle weekend. Um, she's going to have a lot more experience. And I think she's one of the few younger players that actually will feel reasonably comfortable on the grass court after a two-year absence. Um, so I say yes, look out for her. I, I mean, I believe it. She has been absolutely legit for real. Um, is is there still is there still one more run for Serena B? Pam, I, I think you and I talked about it. I was more encouraged than discouraged by what happened in Melbourne just because, you know, we, we talked about the draw that she faced, the players that she had to play, and and I thought she had a remarkable run in Melbourne, obviously, before she ran into Naomi Osaka. I, I get that, you know, the, the the draw was more favorable to her in Paris, but Clay just isn't her surface. I, I don't know where I stand with my belief that Serena can still do this at this point. Where are you with that? Well, I think it, a lot of it comes down to her serve. Uh, the serve can pay dividends on a grass court more than any other surface. If Serena can get that the greatest serve in the history of women's tennis, and at 39 years of age, if she can fire that first serve up, hit her spots, especially out wide on a grass court, it gives you that open court, and things just happen a little bit quicker on a grass court. So Serena will like the shorter rallies. Um, she proved, as you mentioned in Melbourne, that she, her, her defense had improved since, say, the U.S. Open of 10 months ago, um, and that's really important in today's game that Serena's still able, she's, look, she's not going to ever play defense, she's not going to ever move as well as she moved when she was 22, 23. Right. What athlete in their late 30s, they, they don't move as of well. But Serena's become a better tactical player, and I think on a grass court, she is comfortable. Um, I think it is her best chance, but it's been tough. She's lost in four major finals since the maternity leave, and the women's game has so many players now 
that when they're uh, healthy and feeling well, they know they can win a major. Oh, there's no doubt. There is no doubt, especially on that side. I mean, they, they are – look at, look at who our semifinalists were in Paris. I mean, it was an incredible story. Pam Shriver, um, anything else? You know, anything else that really jumped out at you during the course of the French Open that that that's worthy of thinking about? As now we head towards Wimbledon, as you point out, less than two weeks away. Well, you know, it's it's a really it, for a professional sport that's so international. Uh, these athletes have been through a lot, and I will argue that because it's an international sport, that they've been through more than say a sport that's based just in one country. And I think what we saw from Osaka at the beginning of the tournament mm. is that for some people, the pandemic and the life of living in a bubble and the stress of COVID, it's, it's taking its toll. So I think that the conversation around mental health and, and keeping athletes healthy, not only physically, but also mentally, emotionally, is really important. Um, and so while... Naomi brought it to the fore, maybe in a way that uh, could have been tactically done differently um, instead of posting to 2.2 million followers and then the tournament finding out as her fans found out was not the way to go. But I think the dialogue is really important um, and to treat mental health, again, on equal terms as physical health for the athletes. So that was sort of the off-court no. story that really captured the first yep. week. Yep. Um, and it's important going forward. Imperative. No question, Pam. No question. Thank you for that. Pam Shriver, I, I'm so happy. Uh, the, the best news you gave me all morning is that uh, you guys are going to be there in London and be at the matches, and I, I cannot wait to feel that atmosphere. And I still I, Have we still not learned how many people are going to be there? But like, There's going to be people there, right? It's just not likely to be full stadiums. Actually, if you have another minute, I got an email from uh, Wimbledon this morning. Okay. Uh, so this goes out to people like myself as a broadcaster and past doubles champion. They say it marks two weeks to go before the beginning of the championship, long away to return since last ball was struck July 12th, 2019. Remind you, the last singles match played was Djokovic over Federer in that 12-all in oh, the fifth tiebreak. Oh, it was great. We're continuing to work with the government and public health authorities as the final scenario for the event. These d discussions are taking place in light of the potential delay to step four in the government roadmap. And we understand the prime minister may address this in an announcement today. Further to this announcement, on Wednesday, the 16th of June, the All England Lawn Tennis Club will provide an update on the final decisions for this year, including ticketing capacities, any spectator requirements okay. such as COVID status. Uh, anyway, so we're going to find out middle of the Wednesday. week. I want, it's only another paragraph, but yeah. I think that's probably <laughs> enough public reading for me. The for point the being, Wednesday is when we're getting our answer on that's uh, what it on looks how like. That's going to look. Yep. Well, I'm 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 hoping for some sort of atmosphere. It just makes it was so tough to watch those night matches in Paris where you're just like, why are we doing this? How about when the prime minister of Oh, Lance that was so great. Oh, it was so great, <laughs> wasn't it? To let everybody stay and what a moment. watching what a Djokovic moment. Nadal. Can you imagine Paris crowd being told they had to leave that match? So that was a good decision, yeah, Macron. Yeah, it was a tremendous decision. <laughs> it was a good With an one. election coming up for him next year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think of what we've been seeing in sports because of co I mean, it's just it's crazy, but oh, here we are. Oh, it made such a world of difference to have the fans there. Pam Shriver, uh, always appreciate you. 
Hopefully we can get the Orioles turned around at some point, too. That would be nice. That well, would at least be... they're having a balanced season on the road and at home. Yeah. Same record, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? Except they've lost they've 15 in a row on the road. They've lost 15 in a row on the road, Pam. But well, we they know... started off pretty well on the road. Now they just have to swing it back. It Come was, on, guys. It was fun to see John Means throw a no-hitter. We got the... But we knew. We knew this was going to be tough. We understood what was going on this year. I'm still on board. I'm not losing my mind about it. We knew it was going to be that type of year. Hey, I've been 30 years as a limited partner, so I'm I'm in it for the long haul. I, I know that's true. I know that's true. Pam, we love you. We always Thank appreciate you. you taking the time for us. All right, be well. Pam Shriver. Uh, love her. Love our conversations. And very happy to know, very, very happy to know that she will be on site with the ESPN crew. Um, I, I'm not trying to take any shots in NBC, but y- I, I happen to watch most of the tournament on Tennis Channel over the course of the last two weeks, and I watched the semifinals on Tennis Channel when you had the choice between Tennis Channel and NBC. I chose Tennis Channel because they were there. And when you could only watch on NBC over the weekend, you could tell the difference. Everyone, this bit we've done... We're like, I'm not even sure the average person can tell the difference between broadcasters being there or not. Is such a load of crap. I don't know how to explain. Well, it begs the question: How closely are people listening? Kind of thing, right? Like, well, it, like for example, in basketball, when there's stuff happening constantly, and you're constantly hearing the call five seconds after the play occurred, and maybe it's not five, right, right. but it's it's enough that it's significant. You're in a normal world. You might hear the call either as the moment's happening. Like, there are genuinely times where if the announcers are there, you feel like they're anticipating mm-hmm. the call as much as they're making the call because the ball's literally still around the rim and you're hearing, you know, swish, right? And you're like, wait, how did you know? You know what I mean? And you realize it's a... It's a you well, know, they just measure the trajectory of no, the ball. No, it's not it. It's just that's the nature of technology and when you see versus when you hear and all of those types of things. Speed of sound travels faster than the speed of light. Thank you. Know? you. Th- thank you, Kyle. You want you, you can dive deeper into it if you'd like. Yeah, I think you the thank, Nailed it. Nailed it. You are, you are on one today, pal. Um, so, like, when they're calling it seconds after it happened, it's a reminder, oh, right, they're not there. They're not there. And when they don't really know what's going on when there's a stoppage and nobody's coming over to explain to the broadcasters that aren't there basketball's the worst of them by far baseball is the easiest to overlook i think because you, you s- kind of just like it's window dressing to an extent in the to some extent right? but you it was, absolutely can tell when you can it was pay attention, particularly you know? horrible for college baseball because you don't have all the angles that you have for major league baseball so balls are being hit and genuinely broadcasters had no idea no clue and you can't be mad at them they're not there thank god ESPN is going to send the crew out to London. I'm very happy about that as a tennis fan. Hour number one is in the books. Brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Come back in to get more of your responses about the sticky stuff controversy. controversy. Uh, we're going to meet our new intern as well. We'll do that next. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Hey, this is Chris Rowland from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkum and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the 
Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota on Bel Air Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converged on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit you are out you are listening to glenn clark radio at glennclarkradio.com 
back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Into hour number two of the show, Jeremy Kahn will join us in a little bit. Uh, Ken Zalis chimes in. How on, he's feeling? Huh? Yeah. Uh, he said weekend, he yeah. said he still struggled into the, the Friday after. If you missed it on Friday, Ken uh, paid off. Well, paid off yeah. his uh, debt. By the way, Andrew Steck will be in here paying off a debt this that's Friday. That's a real debt, you know? Yeah, that's a big one, is he's got to do shots of tuna fish Where are we putting the luge in the corner over there? Just right there, right yeah. where, right where, yeah, Jack, you'll have to sit somewhere else on Friday. I don't know exactly where you're going to be sitting on Friday, but, um, so yeah, uh, KZ struggled. Uh, his musical performance left a lot to be desired. It was what I expected. But he did eat half the pie. He did do that. And he, they, by the way, he rocked the belly shirt. I think he might want to incorporate belly shirts into his life more often. Quinn Miners gave it a big thumbs up on uh, social media. We like that. Uh, he says, the sticky stuff is a ploy. K's are up, runs are down. Chicks dig the long ball, as they say, so they are trying to distract you from the real issue of baseball being broken. Stay woke. I said stay woke. He didn't say that. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if that... I, I don't know if that's the real issue or not, but it's all part and parcel, right? Like it's not like to separate the sticky stuff and say this is the problem by itself would be foolish. And, you know, I don't really know, and we talked to Ross about it. Like the idea that it is now just being manipulated for spin rate and that's specifically the focus. Like I don't know, is that is that sort of a just because they didn't know spin rate was a thing doesn't mean they weren't looking for the same effect. Back then, right when you scuffed a baseball, or yeah, they were to, like, correct. They were right. trying to do something to make the ball move a little bit. The do they just didn't know how to define it. Right. Correct. So like, make the ball do funny things. Is it because it's now in a lab and you can specifically measure the difference that it's? Oh, I that think it's more widespread. Like, is that is it more sweeping because of that? Maybe. Right. It, it is, might be. There's no doubt that it has something to do with it. I mean, there's almost no debate about that. I don't know. It's just. Um, you know, the fact that but, the major league average is only 247 after the fact in the last 11 days yes, indicates that the problem is a more bit, so. There right. is, correct. There is a far bigger problem, and, and that's the thing that we've alluded to. To me, the true outcome nature of baseball is more troubling than the sticky stuff part of this. Now, I, if you want to try to do something about sticky stuff, go, go about it. And by the way, I do think Ross's comments about just the, the embarrassing nature. I'm, I have said a million times. I genuinely believe, and again, I haven't read the book yet, but I genuinely believe there were other teams that were trying to do something to steal signs and will continue to try to do whatever they can to steal signs. Well, it's been the case this, before, but te- technology was the issue, right? Like, it was the introduction of technology into the equation that, but, but, that crossed well, the line. And But the, it's what makes it so silly. We're all going to try to steal signs, but you were doing it in such a brazen way. Now, the point being, the trash can thing was so comical that, like, you have to penalize them for that, don't you? It's so ridiculous and so silly. That's sort of the comparison that Ross is making. Mm-hmm. He's saying, look, if you're going to do this, do it. Those of you that are just going out there and saying, we don't care, so flippantly making it clear what it is that you're doing that aren't even trying to hide it, you deserve to be penalized for, for that. I understand what you're saying, but it also speaks to why this is such a, like, we're okay with you doing it, you just got to hide it better. Mm-hmm. Says everything you need to know about this controversy. It's not one. I would. I don't know. I don't know because I don't pitch. And I you know, now when never did you use... when did you stop? 
I mean, uh, like you had that, school. you had that high great school. run after oh, high no. school. I, th- yeah. I thought you were down in Chattanooga for a little while. I earned while. the I save thought... in the right. championship at Roland Park Baseball Congratulations. League. Congratulations! You're, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, the big, idea big that moment, this honestly. new substance, the Gorilla Grip or whatever it yes. is, has taken it to a new level is hard. I don't know. I don't. I can't speak well, I on mean, that. It, right? It, like, it appears as though it has. There's no doubt that it has based on the numbers, but I still just don't know that it's. I, I, but are the right? Are the numbers? Can you separate that from correct. the combination of all of it? Right? Yeah. Like, I guess a year ago or two years ago, when the baseball was not dead and there were home runs everywhere and mm-hmm. pitchers were having a hard time, mm-hmm. I don't know. Would the the was the batting average drastically different, or is the slugging percentage just higher? You know, I I haven't I I have not done such a deep dive into that to be. You know, I mean, because that's sort of the issue here we're talking about. Is Essentially. The idea that, well, the pitchers may be having success because they're suppressing hard contact more with this, with their wiffle ball sort of movements. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm, I'm being honest. I don't. I don't. I don't know, and it's hard for me to get too worked up about it right now. I want them to, to solve the way baseball is played. That's that's my bigger concern right now than, than the sticky stuff. But, yes, I'm sure there will be plenty of people that would say, then you're not you're – not, taking this seriously enough it is significant and it's unfair plain and simple it's unfair i don't know all right let's um let's meet our new intern uh uh uh, jack step up to that microphone if you don't mind um we have a new intern who has started with us today and uh we're gonna let him tell us about himself and and how you might see his contributions to the program and to what it is that we're doing uh, Jack, you got to talk right into the microphone. Uh, 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 say, say, I state your name. I Jack Levo. <laughs> Jack Levo. Uh, Jack. <laughs> At first, when I first got the the first message about the, this young man, I was like, "Wow, Tim Tebow's brother wants to." Oh no, it was Lebo. It was got not Tim. Few, it was not Tebow. I was disappointed by that. Uh, tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Where are you going to school? What are you doing? Baltimore. Throw, throw the headphones on, can you? So you can hear the difference. What that we're does talking help. About. Yeah. That does help. I would actually encourage you to do that, even when you're not. I think the headphones are a good oh, thing. So now yeah, you get up on that. And yeah, you can hear really yourself. Now it's way better. Yes, yeah, you correct. get a much better sense. Yeah. Uh, again, tell me about yourself. Um, so I'm from Pikesville, Maryland. I went to Bethphila, and I'm currently a uh, rising senior. At so the you're a you're Maryland. a Protestant, of course. That's <laughs> what, that's what we've learned about you this morning. Um, at Maryland. Yes. At Maryland. Yes. And what do you do at Maryland? Like, what are you what are you focused on? I'm studying communication, but predominantly, I just you know. I'm trying to figure out what my market for I, I thought he was about to say predominantly I'm there to drink like I thought that was about he was about <laughs> no, to no, say no, no. like yeah I study communication but let's be fair about what we're really doing down there party I'm, communications yeah, yeah. I'm, there, <laughs> yeah. I'm there to drink and meet girls that's the point of college no, um, just trying to find something that I'm interested in so so this will be a good so, so are you a lifelong Baltimore sports fan I'm a lifelong Ravens fan. I've not. I haven't been much long, much involved in in the Orioles. Are you just not a baseball fan? Or yeah, is it? just not okay. a big baseball fan. About, if, it's we only, don't have a basketball team. We don't have a hockey team. Right. So we're kind of limited around here. I thought you were about to say like you were a Yankees fan, and then no. we have yeah. far bigger problems. And 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 it would have been a, the shortest internship probably in the history <laughs> of internships. Um, so you're just not a big baseball guy, is yeah. what you're saying. I'll well, turn it on. I'll turn it on. Well, Playoffs, well you pick, I'll watch. You picked the right time to be interning in the <laughs> summer when that's what we've got going on. Yeah. That's the way that it goes. 
Um, but you're a big Ravens fan. Yeah. Okay. Big. And you have been for your entire life. And obviously, I'm assuming you're you you root for you know Maryland. I'm just yeah. going to guess. Yeah. Hopefully, Are the football team will be back and uh, be good this year. I'm, I'm every year they every year it's uh, the year and it, they end up going three and nine. Well, eight, yes, so. that's true. Speaking of which, uh, as I've told you guys, this week a new print issue of Pressbox will be hitting stands with Talia Tungavailoa on the cover. A really fascinating story about. Uh, him that Thomas Kenzora put together about Leah as well as um, this, this thing that Jack is alluding to, this, can this be the time, can this finally be, can he finally be the guy, not to win the Big Ten, but just to make them relevant again for the entirety of a season. Uh, Thomas dives into that in the new issue of Press Box, which will be hitting stands this week, and you'll be able to pick it up at your neighborhood Royal Farm. So look forward to that. I think it's Wednesday. What's uh, Wednesday? I believe is the date. Our buddy that everybody uh, will be able to get it. Craig Calcaterra put a tweet out, I guess, sort of summarizing what Buster Olney had recently reported about all of this, and he says. Buster ESPN reported that MLB plans a passive-aggressive approach right. to ball doctoring that's enforcement. I, that's what I told you on the broadcast last night. pitchers are scared straight. Yes. Due uh, to, basically, they're just going to do nothing. Yeah, basically. They're going to yeah. send out a memo. Right. And we'll see, is what I got from Buster Olney. Um, you're going to be helping us out in a few different ways. We're going to have you learn um, how the show works. We're going to have you learn, like, I want you to learn how to run the board. I want you to learn our software. I want you to learn all of those things. But... The big thing that I have in mind for you is social media. Are you a uh, are you a social media man in general? Are you someone who's doing? I don't like this the look that I just got back when I asked that question for the guy that I just tasked with trying to help fix our social media. This is where you talk. Yeah, I asked. No, um, you said you basically not a good sign. Not a. Go- I'm going to have to turn the soccer off. I think not a good sign. No, um, I would definitely say I spend a good amount of my time on social media. And okay. To, I mean, I've, I've grown up with it, so, I mean, it's definitely something that I... Yeah, I didn't get that pleasure. Yeah. I didn't get the opportunity to learn these things yeah. at a younger age. I went to college, and I was learning how to edit video on the video itself, not in a digital form. That's, yeah, yeah that's things, things dinosaur, yeah, dinosaur over here. So so can you help us? Can you solve this problem for us? Definitely willing to attack it, yeah. Okay. I, that's a, I, want, I want a yes is yeah. what I want. I want a yes. Yeah. I want an absolute confidence. Yes, corporal punishment. Yeah, right? We're, we're going to build the, the Twitter to 100 million followers. That's what I was talking about, <laughs> Jack. Is. That's Move what I want to know. Miley Cyrus. Uh, <laughs> give me, uh, if, you're playing, if you're playing two truths, and a lie. Are you familiar with two truths and a lie? Yeah. Okay. What are the Never like the biggest fan of these things? What are the out there truths about you that you throw in because people might think that they're lies? Two truths and a lie. I don't. We don't need, we don't need, we don't need yeah, to play yeah. it. We don't need to play uh, it. I just want to know what are the things out. that you would what throw the, in as truths that people wouldn't believe because they might sound like lies to someone um, else. Biggest one I would say is that I used to weigh three hundred and forty ish pounds. Holy! Well, good for crap. you, man. Yeah. Wait, three hundred and forty? Yeah. So that's something nobody would really believe. No, in not a chance in hell. What's yeah. the story? How old were you? Like, I actually did it. I started the whole losing weight process my freshman year of college. So, like, pretty much right when I got to when, school. When everybody else is when everybody on gains 50. the weight. Yeah. yeah when decided, everybody right, else is time, let's just, let's just job, How did you do that in college, though? It's it's dining hall food. Um. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the food aspect of everything. Wasn't just got to eat real clean. And actually, one of my friends from school that I met on like one of the first days helped me out. So. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. How quickly did you? And where are you at now? Weight wise, yeah, like one ninety. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very healthy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. How, how quickly did you drop one hundred and fifty pounds? Uh, 
little over two years. Jesus, yeah. man. Well Bravo. done. Well yeah. done. Good for you. So. I feel good about having... Yeah, like, right. the most I think I ever lost was 70. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was as much as 240 at one point, and yeah. I got back down to... And I'm probably about 185, 190, somewhere in that neighborhood right yeah. now. Um, but Jesus Christ, that is... Uh, Golf that club, is, you know? Yeah, right? Well done, man. Give me one more. Give me one more uh, uh, truth that and you would he, And he on. murdered a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, People don't believe it. We're going off of sports. I, the This last Ravens season was the first um, Ravens games, like the home games that I wasn't unable to go to in my entire existence. Your first Ravens home games you've ever missed? Yeah. Like in your since what age? Since probably like three, four years old. Holy Jeez. crap! You've yeah. gone to every home game. Every yeah, it used to be wow. a fight when I was younger about the uh, the Monday night games and the Sunday night games <laughs> because you to, were gonna be out late. Yeah, if coming back at midnight, have class and school the next day. Got to wake up at six. This is not a good conversation you want to have with your mom. No, I get that. Yeah. Once you're there, it's easier. Like, all right, it's a good game. I'm gonna stay. But, <laughs> and then what's she gonna do? So she would go with you. <laughs> she was there at yeah. the games. Okay. All yeah. right. She Sometimes we would leave at halftime. If I had a test on that Monday, I'd bring my notes just just so I. <laughs> You proved you that I was going to do something during wow. halftime. Wow, man. That, yeah. is, that is dedication. I yeah. appreciate that. That is dedication. Trust me, you don't get much studying done with, no, with 70,000 people there's, screaming. There's no chance. There's imagine. no chance. But the fact that you would at least pretend. Yeah, exactly. That you you got to put on the go through the motions <laughs> of lying and pretending like you were. Uh, are, are, you're home, are you home for the summer? Yeah, I So am. you're up living up this way? Yeah. And are you doing anything besides this, or is this basically your summer? Nah, this is going to be pretty much it. I this and, like, you're going to go, you know, go out? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Are you 21? Or you uh, know? my birthday is next week, so. Oh, yeah. right. So we'll get you drunk right here on the show. That's the, <laughs> that's some that's the in studio, Oh, you know? God, Jeremy. Oh, I'm really nervous about what He's going to bring something, isn't he? I'm, on Saturday? On Saturday. I'm, yeah. I'm throwing... How does that work? We'll talk, I'll yeah. talk to him about that later. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, I was yeah, about right. to invite you to a party, and now I just realize I don't think I'm supposed to publicly do that. I think that's not the way it's supposed to go. I think my girl's gonna bring so, her dog. Is that right? I mean, unless the dog's gonna like. Oh, it's vicious. I mean, like attacks everyone. It, also, I don't. The only problem, the only thing that can be problematic about bringing the dog is if like, is she gonna leave, have the dog on a leash the whole time, or the dog just follows her everywhere? Okay. Like, the only issue that becomes is... Dog's if the, a people person. Let's put it that way. Right. If the dog ends up poking holes in the plastic. No, no. It's a, it's a, like, miniature, it's a miniature dog. We have, we have dogs that run down the uh, the slip and slide, and I, I, don't, I don't try to make a big deal about it, because like I want to be very right. pet friendly. I want to be sure. kid, the whole deal. But, like, inevitably, dogs running down the slip and slide create I don't holes think in that will be the issue. All right. It's just a happy-go-lucky happy dog. I also dog, got you know? thicker plastic this year. So Two C's? Uh, yeah, I got the whole thick... <laughs> Plastic. I, I went that route. Um, so you don't you don't have an opinion about the sticky stuff at all? This does not. I mean, I feel like cheating in baseball has just like always been like a big topic. So I, I, at a certain point, I feel like if, if every pitcher or is what the problem that they're seeing, they should just not let it happen. But they should definitely make exceptions for people to like not gain an advantage. I, I try just, to just make it part of the game, not I, make cheating part of the game, but make whatever like pine tar or something along those lines make it more of like a. I've, not a, a big punishment for using it. Because if, if most of the pitchers are using it, then it's pretty much even across all platforms. So I don't think any pitcher or team's really gaining much of a... Well, it's more a, pitch, it's a hitters, pitcher versus right. hitter thing than it is a team versus team thing. And I get it, right? Like, that those... If, if you're a hitter on a team whose pitchers are taking advantage of spin rate... Should you just allow the batters to have corked bats? Uh, there have people that have made that argument over the years that just let them use corked bats, right? Like, I, I don't... They can hit it far enough. As I mean, right? Like, like right, I don't yeah. think it's necessary. I don't. I and this is why it's hard for me to get worked up. I try to make this comparison all the time. The, trying to get this is why I don't believe the Astros were the only team that was trying to to steal signs. This is why I don't believe they're that, just best at it, 
Yeah, they just they just came up <laughs> with the most in, incredible system yeah. for doing it. Um, uh, we played in the kickball playoffs on Thursday night. Steel Science and the, the, bound the, there. We, huh? we, we were in the semifinals, and the team that we were playing against, like we had not seen these people at all during the course of the season. We're like, well, this is weird. And they were the sixth seed while we were the three seed. I'm like, I heard ESPN. I like not look, expect them to get these, there. You these know? guys look like the Paul brothers, you know. Like I'm like, I feel like I would have remembered this team during the course of the year, right? Like I Chris feel like Paul that would have been the case. Cliff yeah, Paul, Chris. Right? Clark, they, yeah. Well, I think they were, were they brothers. They were brothers, right? They yeah, they were brothers. Um, and so in very early on in the game, guy slides legs up into a base. Of course, everyone uses metal spikes in kickball. Yeah, well, in kickball, there's no you have to slide head first. That's the only sliding that's allowed. Which just seems a little counterintuitive because well, it's, it's more dangerous, I feel like, for somebody who doesn't know how to slide. It's not dangerous for the guy you're sliding into. That's a fact. Though, that's the idea, is that if you want to slide, you can. If you want to take those inherent risks, mm-hmm. which, make this very clear, I will never do because we're playing kickball. And I'm not going to risk my health over a game of neighborhood kickball. No, not sliding. Not yet. going to happen. Don't yeah. care. Never you're going getting, to be the getting, case. You're getting thrown out. Yeah, it's, Inter, intermurals it's, is intermurals. You just yeah, you know? yeah, correct. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is not a Mike Gundy situation. Uh, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Another this ain't story. If it's brothers. a real game, and you're yeah. like not Dif- willing to. Different right. scenario. Yes. But I'm playing wreck kickball on a Thursday night in Bel Air. I ain't sliding. Yeah, I'll still run a not catcher happening. over. Yeah. Oh, of course, right. obviously. But that's <laughs> about making. It, that's about proving a point as a man. Yeah. Um. So, by the way, if, uh, Jeremy is definitely the type that slides. Let me make that very clear. He's a psychopath. But this guy slides feet up, which everybody knows. If you play, they, like, they, that rule is not ingrained. just feet first, feet up. He was feet, like, this guy was out of control. Like, this above, guy was out of control. The above guy, the shin it was to, sort it was of thing. Th- it was to third base. He was out by a mile. And that's where you got to peg him. Our third baseman was pretty pissed off about it. And I, don't, and I genuinely don't blame him sure. for it. But the bigger thing was, in concert with having never seen these people before, it made me realize oh, there was another team that just went out and got ringers for the playoffs. They just went and found the most athletic people they knew and said, will you come join our team for the playoffs mm-hmm. so we can try to win the league that you're not actually playing in? Which you're not supposed to be able to do. You're but, not doing you know, but it's such an like, – Yeah, honor code. Be, yeah. Because why would I care? Why would I care to make a big stink about it, right? Like, whatever. I don't care I feel about like it's this. it's more noticeable in flag football. Oh, I think it's definitely more noticeable yeah. in flag football. It's far more noticeable in flag football. It only becomes obvious because these people didn't know the, they literally didn't know the rules to yeah, kickball. Yeah. They were just out there doing this thing. But it made me realize if people are willing to go to this length to cheat in Thursday night recreation kickball, mm-hmm. this bit where we pretend like they're not attempting to do the same thing when there's millions upon millions of dollars at stake mm-hmm. makes us look like rubes. Or that it's new. Right, or that they haven't been doing it forever, correct. Like, this has existed forever. This is the way it goes. And so you can either, you know, yell and scream about the sanctity of the sport and do all that. Or and is there can... a line, right? Like, if they start getting to the point where pitchers are, like, installing chips in their fingers to allow them to, like, right? Like, if technology I mean, is, right? Like, I'm interested. I'm not going to lie. I'm interested in that if that ends up But you know what I mean? Like, how much – I still don't understand, and this is something that – because we don't know – I still don't understand how much more effective this gorilla grip could be than pine tar, right? Like, I, I mean, apparently effective because the spin rate suggests that it is, but I, I don't, yeah, I can't define it by any stretch of the imagination. All right, Jack, anything else we need to know about you? Anything else that that's uh, important? Like, are we, you know, is there, is there some terrible take that you live by? Is there some take that you have that pisses people off? Even, even if it's not terrible, 
but you just know every time it comes opinion. up it, it i'll give you one uh, the 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 take that i know is fact right it's a it's an absolute fact this and people still try to get correct. is there is no debate whatsoever oatmeal raisin cookies greater than greater than greater than chocolate chip cookies yeah. there's just no debate whatsoever but when i remind people of that fact they get very butt hurt about it. it 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 affects them to their core do you have any takes that are controversial like that that might come up during the course of the summer Oof. not that any come to my head right away no all right think about what it. do you put on a hot dog Ketchup. Uh, yeah, it's that's a little controversial. Yeah, yeah that's that's not that's, that's not, not a, a great. Start. It's not no. a great look. It's not a great <laughs> yeah. look. If we're being not totally honest, must, not, not a, a great, not a, not a great look though. on your part. No. All right. Well, we'll get to know you more as the summer goes along, and uh, he's going to be involved in social media. Sometimes maybe interacting with you guys on social media at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter as uh, he's working to get that uh, fixed for us. Not fi- Not it's not like we haven't had a social media presence. We just want to up our game in terms of social and marrying it into the show. So, Jack, it's good to have you on board. You want to plug your own Twitter? People can follow you? Not much of a Twitter <laughs> this is how old. This is how old I am. You're like, but, uh, you're like I'm on CISO or whatever the new thing <laughs> is that I've never heard of. What are you on? I'm on Twitter at Jack Lebo, Jack underscore Lebo, if, for those. That okay. I, yeah. I, my, my, Twitter, my Twitter is not the uh, – Are you on Instagram? Are you on – okay, that's the big – that's, that's where everybody is. That's, that's where all the young Lebo people underscore. are. Right, very I'm running circles around him in followers on Twitter. That's yeah. how little he's got. This is – Brian Powell says, Apparent, one of the ESPN insiders said the inspections could be in the dugout, and if they change their hat or uniforms, nothing will happen. <laughs> And that shows they don't actually want to fix it. Also, they won't check based on the opposing team asking for it. Oh, yes. Good, good. This reeks of what, what Craig Calcaterra was saying. Passive like, aggressive. We're telling you. Yeah, we're, it matters. We're really going in on this. This matters to us. But we're not going in on Here's this how whatsoever. You can get around it. No doubt. Let's make it very clear. If you want to cheat the system, you can do it. Oh, man. Great stuff. Today's show brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Still celebrating their 25th anniversary at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill with an amazing menu that includes the smoky thigh wings, the double bacon and cheddar burger, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains, so much more available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to check out. You can win a trip to Devil's Backbone right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill and GloryDaysGrill.com. We'll come back in, chat with this, uh, chat with Jeremy Kahn about this and figure out if he's going to try to get us drunk off terrible booze on Saturday. I am not looking forward to that. That's all next. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a 
a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash the bat around or at Facebook.com slash Sports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Nothing but right, Congratulations to Chase Kalish uh, from Bel Air, who is back in the Olympics. Of course, won a silver medal uh, four years ago, or five years ago now in 2016, and he is back. He qualified again last night as uh, the U.S. swimming Olympic trials got underway, and he uh, got a big hug from Michael Phelps after the race as he won the 400 IM at the Olympic trials last night. Congratulations to Chase Kalish from Bel Air. Back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio, Tuckerfest is less than two weeks away. We're going to be at Jerry's Toyota. It's going to be an awesome day. I just found out the, uh, the U.S. Army is bringing their monstrous video game truck out for you guys to play games on, 
on top of the food trucks that are going to be there, the cornhole tournament, uh, live music from Joey Harkham and Dave Teef throughout the day. Uh, there's going to be a major celebrity there, Jeremy Kahn, who's about to join us. He's going to be in the dunk tank. And then some fella that you might have heard of named Justin Tucker. Uh, he's apparently a football player of some sort. He's going to be there too. You got to get tickets, meet and greet tickets, for to hang out with Justin Tucker at Tucker Fest. You got to go right now to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's GreatEightsMemorabilia with the number 8.com in order to get your meet and greet passes. Again, all of this is to benefit the Brigantz Brigade, which is a wonderful charity. So get your tickets, the meet and greet tickets uh, for uh, Justin Tucker and Tucker Fest on June 27th at Jerry's Toyota by going to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Jeremy Kahn, good morning, sir. Are you going to go full speedo while you're in the dunk tank at Tucker Fest? Well, you broke up with me a little bit there. So is Tucker dunking something in my cornhole? Yes, nailed it. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I was trying to say. You nailed it. Because I'm in. It. I'm in. Are you, hang you on. don't even need to ask. Are you I mean, going to go? You're coming to my party on Saturday, right? Yeah, so I, ha- I actually have, God, it's been kind of a weird like couple weeks where I have all these birthday parties, 40ths with my friends and I didn't realize I was like a year older than all my friends, and I celebrated or two years older than all of them. But um, I got a 40th birthday party that day, and I'm definitely swinging by your party. All right, well, all right. So. so are you wearing? Are you going full speedo for that? Is the question because I, um, I'm I'm debating it myself. I don't know if I have one, but uh, I, mean, of, I might get out the European boy shorts. My plump, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. I like that a lot. Uh, by the way, I've never been more uncomfortable. My wife and I were on our honeymoon. We were in the Dominican, and. Um, there was like a Swedish family, and then they all got like everybody took off their tops on the beach. Everybody, mom, wow. dad, wow, eleven-year-old uh, daughter. That's and it was like it was it was a really weird. Scene. Not okay. Not okay. No. <laughs> really. I didn't know what to do, so I, you know, I stopped taking pictures eventually. But right, no, I'm right. like it was just a really weird thing yeah, to after, see that you're like, like uncomfortable about. Like what this the is going I, on? I have I this is this is something I struggled with right. So there is there are there is a group of people that believes it to be a, a statement about equality that women should be able to go topless, right, wherever wherever they are. I support because, that movement. And, like, in... That's a free the... Yeah. yeah. It's, this is one of those things where, like, in, in for the purpose of equality, yes, I, I agree, right? Like, if we're allowed to, they should be allowed to. But I've said this before, but there's a part of me that as a young man, it was so special to get to see yeah. boobs that I kind of don't want this day because doesn't it ruin that part of it I think you're for you? overestimating the volume of women who will, that will take choose right. to take advantage <laughs> of this opportunity that's probably true that's probably <laughs> the case that's probably the case when it comes to this are you i want to see them all yeah <laughs> them all. i've seen everything uh are you intending to uh to bring you're not bringing malort on saturday are you please tell me i mean i can don't i feel like you should i feel like you should i have a real problem at this event which is that People just come up to me and shove booze in my face, and I just drink no, it. I think that Glenn, you and I are, we have the ability to say no. I think this is a this is other well, people because have I've, to feel the I've, pain. I've We've experienced it, it before. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to know what it's. Everybody else of, needs to know what it's like. Yeah. All right, fair I enough. I don't know the last time I've said no <laughs> to anything my so mad ever. At me, I commit to everything. Correct. So. That is a fact, by the way, about Jeremy. He just says I say yes to everything. Right. You're like you're like Jeremy. Do you want to get married? And he's like, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, try this fermented meat. Mm, what is it? Oh, it's deer penis. Great. You were cool, a small, thanks. right? By the way, by the way, I talked to I, I mentioned so it was really later that I put this up on Twitter and Facebook on Saturday night. Have you ever made that? I went to a neighborhood, which was a fine neighborhood joint. I was at a neighborhood joint in Falston on Saturday night. A lovely little uh-huh. place, right? 
and they uh, they had a special for that day, and it was wild boar and antelope burger. Which I was wondering where they got the antelope from. And I was like, well, you got to try it, don't you? Like you, you well, know, wild boar is delicious. Wild boar, of course, is yeah. quite delicious. And I forget that I'm at a neighborhood joint in Falston. Chili's. No, it's not that. But <laughs> but there is no question in my mind. The, the people that are cooking cannot be that far removed from Chili's. There's just no way yeah. that they are, they are paying their chefs so much that these aren't people that three years ago were working at an Applebee's or yeah. three months ago were working at an Applebee's. You mean they were microwaving your chicken dish? Correct, 100%. So. <laughs> so I made this mistake of saying, well, they're serving a wild boar and antelope burger. I got to try it. Where are they sourcing like, this antelope? Are I there d- I North know. American antelope still? And it was, I, it, uh, was, it was largely just mush. Jeremy, that was my question. You're supposed to be able to answer Yeah, he's question. an antelope yeah. expert. Yeah, that's why we brought <laughs> Jeremy on. <laughs> <laughs> and to get to the antelope bottom. burger, is that what you said? Or yeah. 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 I, I look, I'll try anything. I don't care. I'll, I'll tell you if I don't like it. I'll be honest. But can I t- So the other thing I tried on Saturday night at my friend's birthday party was uh, one of our friends bought those gourmet cinnamon, uh, cinnamon buns from Cineholic. Have you been there yet? No, I have not been there yet. No. It's the freaking cat's pajamas, man. Wait, I, where I is, wait, wait, where is Cineholic? It's in the Rotunda. Oh, my. No oh, that's that place. Oh, I am familiar. Yeah. How I, big are they? I've been to the juice bar there a few um, times. They're a good size. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, they're stacked kind of high, too, <laughs> with the gourmet ones. Like, <laughs> I saw the one with the Jay. cookie dough on it. Hang on, Jeremy. I've heard you it. say something was a good size yeah. before, though, and I've been disappointed. So I'm not yeah, sure. I measure from well. I measure from my butt, so it's like, if, is that what you're talking about? Or I don't. Yeah, I didn't exactly. want to disappoint anyone. Yeah, so, that's exactly but the, right. the point is, these cinnamon buns were just outrageous. And I've been talking about them all day. I posted about them on Facebook. They have given me nothing. They've never met me. Someone bought them and brought them, and I was about ready to eat every single one of them at the party. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. For I enjoy that a good cinnamon bun. Who doesn't? Well, I mean, yeah. come on, man. If you Especially, don't, you're a really weird person. I, I, don't, I don't care what you say. When you were flying back in the day, before they had better options, when you were flying and the airport had a Cinnabon, mm-hmm. it was, uh, yeah, like your day was made. That was all you needed. It also give you a nice, you know, Can I, So my favorite thing about that is that, like, definitely when you're eating Cinnabon, like, um, one is not enough and two is too many. Yeah. And I always got the two. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, like, even if I know how I felt the first time I had two, I'm like, you know what? I think I could do it this time, and afterwards I'm like, you're an idiot. I had Why'd this, pr- I had this problem with Chick Fil A sandwiches for a little while. Like, yeah. I would, I would go to the Chick Fil A, I would order the meal, right, and I'd be like, I really wanted another sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. And then I started for a little while having two sandwiches. That I just with stopped the ordering fries the meal. And still. No, I wouldn't order the meal anymore. Okay. I'd order two sandwiches and a sweet tea. Well, I think the, okay, sweet tea aside, yeah. that's the way to go for me. Like, if I get, a, I don't. I don't need fries when I get, like, if I go to a fast food place, rarely now, but, like, I yeah. still will opt for a second sandwich over a fries. Oh, I need the fries. I don't know. I feel and like I have it's, to eat them first. Yeah, I feel like it's Before part of the experience is that you have to yeah. have the fries. But I went that route. I went the two-sandwich route, and that was too much. It was too yeah. much for me. It caused great problems in my life. Not because it wasn't <laughs> delicious. I love you, Chick-fil-A. But because yeah. it just... It became a bit of an addiction. They added up a little. Especially when I was when I was out covering the Ravens, there was a Chick-fil-A right there in Owings Mills, man. I was probably two sandwiches a day, five days a week. I mean, it was a real Didn't they, issue. they, like, know your order? You they like did. The they called it the Glen. Because I, I would get a regular chicken sandwich on wheat and a spicy. I got it on wheat. Yeah, on wheat. I got go. it on yeah. wheat. Like, somehow <laughs> that was Diet helping Coke me. Correct. Please, yeah. I got a regular chicken sandwich on wheat and a spicy sandwich on wheat. 
and Jose, who worked at the uh, the drive-thru at the Chick-fil-A and Owings. Put it on one side, please. Only would, one side. <laughs> <laughs> would start writing it down as the Glen. And if you made that order, he would write it down as the Glen whenever you went to Chick-fil-A and Owings. Mills. great, dude. Oh, Love nothing that guy. better than that. Having your own uh, your no, own it was, named after it you. Was the, and then my it's buddy like Simon had to marry him, named a pizza after me. I'm like, this is all I've ever waited for. In so life. here's a question. In the Curb Your Enthusiasm manner, if you had a sandwich named after you that sucked, would you try to get it changed, or would you try to switch it with another person who has a sandwich named after them, or would you just let it be? What was the deli in Towson that named all their sandwiches after radio personalities? Do you remember that oh, place, Jeremy? Yeah. Was it a uh, – God, I, I can't remember the name of it, but I, I know exactly where you're talking about. They had yeah. all the sandwiches after the, the radio people in the area. Correct. Radio so, and TV, right? Yes. That's exact. They yeah. named all of their sandwiches after radio. And at one point when we, when I was at, when I was at Jeremy station and we were back and we were in Towson at that point, they said, Hey, do you want there to be, and this is when I was going by the Uber hip nickname of coach G on the radio. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, Oh God, that was so awful. What they were like, do you want there to be a coach G sandwich? And I was like, hell, you know, I'm the 20, I'm 22. I'm feeling myself. I think I'm somebody, right? Like, that that those all those dreams so got wiped away really thinking. quickly. Tofurky topped with pubic hair. Well, yeah, and they were they, that was the thing. They, <laughs> I thought you got to like this is the sandwich that I like. This is what it should be, and it wasn't that at all. It was exactly your scenario. Not they, exactly my scenario. Well, it was essentially that they the next sandwich they were adding to the menu. They just picked a local person sure. and named the sandwich after him. And I think the one they had in mind for me. This is right before I got I got the old heave ho mm-hmm. where I left Arizona. Um, was like a roast beef and gravy. It was something that I would never consume. In my, it was not that I would never, but I would just it would never be my yeah. choice. If we're not gravy it's people, not your the way people right. are also right. Correct. It would never be the thing that I would walk in and order. And I sure. was just like, why? Why would that be the sandwich that bears my name? Why would that to be, be fair, the case? I mean, making an association like Coach G likes gravy is not all that crazy. I don't I mean, think I at don't the time know, you were, how, I how, don't, how, how I, no, I was I was in great shape at this point. Never mind. Life. Yeah, but I don't know. Smothered and covered in gravy. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer. What do you have? I got to imagine that you have various things that are named after you around town. I don't think so. I don't think I have any. Really? No. You but, got all these um, like beers, people that you're friends with. Nobody's ever said I want to name a beer after you. Uh, no, we had talked about some different things, like a station beer or like some sort of beer to help raise money, but. I don't think there's anything named that. Hell, even my kids aren't named that. Well, that's in fairness, but we're not sure they're actually your kids either. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's true, too. Their blood test never came back. And you got that one really close family friend, Dalton. <laughs> yeah. Really weird how that worked out. It's going to be really strange. Now, how would you react if you found out Peyton Manning was actually the father of your son? <laughs> like, would that be... Would I, you, would, I would tell him I did a hell of a job with his kids. Right. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. Why doesn't he throw a football better? That would have, yeah, would have been the, the deciding factor of nature nurture for quarterbacks. Yeah. All right, Jeremy Kahn, 1057 The Fan, is with us. Uh, do you care at all about this sticky stuff thing? I, we've been trying to – like, I almost I wanted to write about it last night. I realized I just don't care. I don't – this is the biggest attempt at creating a controversy that I have not been able to get myself worked up about. Should I be? It's so weird because everybody's doing it. I mean, like, the I don't – most people or most of the pitchers are doing it, and every team has somebody or multiple people doing it because they don't call out the other team unless it's just unbelievably visible, like Michael Pineda's neck, you know, where he just had the pine tar just globbed on there. But I, I don't know. I mean, there's clearly an advantage, and I don't know if you saw the highlight from uh, the Red Sox game. Uh, who was it? Biggio was up. He hits a ball and has this weird spin on it, and it just dies right before it goes. It doesn't go foul. It dies on the infield, on the grass. 
And even the announcers are like, look at that ball. It's all tore up. Like yeah. somebody had cut it up. So, I mean, I think there's still that stuff going on with people cheating and, you know, either like sharpening their fingernails and trying to cut the ball when they spin it in their glove. Um, the sticky substance, I, I guess if it's, if there's a benefit in the cold, like they talk about when it's cold, they need to grip it better. Well, it's clearly not cold now, but is there issues with sweat? So do you have to get a better substance? I, if I'm in the batter's box and somebody's throwing, you know, upper nineties, I definitely want them to have the best control possible, right. even if it gives them an advantage. Um, but I don't know. It's just me. No. And that's, I think that's the problem here is that it feels like it's, it feels like the Fuhrer is more about what you're the Pineda thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we let mm-hmm. Ross come on earlier. Uh, 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 you, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Cool, man. Yeah, we let Ro- we let Ro- we let Ross come on earlier, and 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 he said the same thing. Like it's not it's not really about you doing it. It's about Being stupid about it. How embarrassing it is that you're not even trying to hide it. And I'm like, well, then it but, sounds like it's not really a controversy. Yeah. To be fair, though, Ross's nickname was Scuzz. Yeah, so God sure. knows that's what a, he was playing. Yeah, right. He was putting anything so. he could on the ball. But it's gonna. But it's gonna exist, and that's what he's like. This is going to exist forever. So baseball's pretending like they're making a big deal about it right now. Like we're not gonna have this anymore. But the memo they're sending out essentially is saying, but we're not really gonna do anything about it. We're just telling you to stop doing it. Right. Yeah. Like we're not actually going to change anything. Uh, the word is that they're gonna check pitchers like once. And then the pitcher could just go switch gloves to another glove that's got a bunch of, you know, sticky S in it and then keep doing what they're doing. Baseball is essentially saying we're trying to scare you guys out of doing it, but make it very clear we're not actually going to stop you from doing it. So, Well, then why not do that? Let them do what they want to do. They're getting their extra, you know, spin rate. They're getting the spin rates up. Everything's breaking the way they want it to. And go back to the juice balls they were using last year. It just seems like any time the defense – gains any sort of advantage it's like oh we got to look into it we got to change something now and that goes for all the sports um hey in the nba let's get rid of hand checking no more of that uh we won't call traveling you can't do you know, i mean oh my god you know, baseball, no doubt. it's constantly it's been terrible with that but it, it's constantly tweaking stuff um you know and now when the pitchers finally get an edge and maybe it's because of the launch angles and the evo that everyone's looking at and that these guys don't choke up on the bat when they get two strikes primarily Maybe it's because of all that, you know, like, it, I don't know. It just, it kind of drives me nuts, man. Like, I, I like, I, they keep trying to tweak and change these sports, and I'm all for making things better, but I think they're doing these wholesale changes that don't need to happen, and this stuff's been going on in baseball for years. I, I still have a far, the baseball problem to me, I still have a far bigger issue with the true outcome thing, the swinging for home runs and strikeouts. Like, that yeah. to me is a far bigger problem. Not to say that this isn't real, that pitchers aren't getting an advantage, and I believe they are. But I still think that the sport's bigger issue is everybody swinging for home runs. Like I and and we're not doing anything at all to address that. Yeah, I mean it's well that's what's going on. I mean the guys like they're going back to it. it's like oh strikeouts don't matter and now it's like oh too many people are striking out and the pitchers have an advantage. Uh, should we do something to the mound or let's look and see what's happening with the baseballs? And clearly, it's I mean if there is an effect. I mean there is a benefit to pitchers for doing this. But my my question is does that outweigh them being able to have grip and being able to do things and the fact that, I mean, for years we've noticed these pitchers go into the rim of their hat. Like, you've worn a hat. How often do you touch the front of your hat? You know what I mean? Like, and it's a constant thing. Like, oh, I got to go to the hat here. I got to, oh, I'm touching the back of my head. What's in his hair? Like, it, you're constantly wondering what's going on with them. But it's been going on for years. Correct. I also wonder, you know, I mean, how often with sticky stuff not being involved do pitchers really lose control of the ball? Right? Like, yeah. It's pretty rare. Yeah, probably. It's probably pretty rare, but still. It might be a bit of a cop-out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, like, 
I don't, you know, you have instances where it goes but I still the don't... catcher and hits the backstop, right? right but like I, that I, but I still think that most hitters have said over and I'd over again, we'd rather them have well, Buck better. Buck Showalter said he'd rather. Like, I was like, okay, I, I tend to side with Buck Showalter yeah, on correct. a lot of things yeah. baseball related. Now, now, what else did Buck say? I like our guys. All right, man, we got a two for I two like today. We got stuff. a two for two yeah. today. Um, all right, so I'm looking at your plays today at PressBoxOnline.com. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go back to my routine. We're gonna bet two hundred dollars today. So uh, I'm assuming that you definitely want me to bet a buck fifty on National Pirates over. Correct. All right. And then the the one I would team it up with. Oh, and by the way, I've got it. At, I've got it at eight and a half. There you go. That's yeah, a that's a nice little benefit. Unless like the pitching changes happen, because uh, it's supposed to be Lester and Brubaker. Brubaker and Lester, uh, yes. Brubaker's been good. But either this way, year. like the weather, it's phenomenal hitting weather, and the fact, like Lester, Lester's an anomaly. I mean, so if you look at the regular numbers for the most part over the past three to four years, his numbers on from the outset have always looked okay or good. But when you start getting in deeper and you're looking at how lucky he's been with his BIP and the batted balls in play and the Sierra and all the other stuff. The other numbers are all outliers where you're like, man, he's not pitching well. He's just very lucky. But the guy stayed lucky for four years, and it makes you wonder, like, is he a better pitcher than what these advanced metrics are stating, or is it just – I mean, is he just the luckiest pitcher in the history of baseball? But um, I love everything about that game and taking the over. The, the Nats have burned me a couple of times where uh, it seems like they don't they don't get the, you know, the hits with runners in scoring position as much as you want. They don't have the big inning. But uh, I think today's the perfect spot. All right. Brubaker has been the only good pitcher on the Pirates for what it's worth. Like, he's yeah. actually started I mean, the Keller, year really Keller, high. Keller's been better, but he's more of a strikeout guy. But he's still hitting a ton of bats for them. All right, and what am I what am I parlaying that with for the other 50? I would go with uh, Kansas City-Detroit over. Um, those are the two that stuck out to me the most. And the NBA, like, I'm indifferent. I like the under in both teams, and I know you don't like uh, I, betting I unders, hate but... betting unders. Refuse to. But the NBA playoffs has been, like, ultimately a, a really public um, side of things where the public's been winning. Like, everybody's on the favorites every time. You know, it's like, oh, you know, like the Sixers tonight. Everybody's betting the Sixers, which makes me like the Hawks, but I just don't like them enough plus three to make that a play for me. And, you know, everybody consistently bets the overs in the postseason. All right. Uh, are you willing to admit that uh, the Phoenix Suns are going to be the NBA champions now? That's the team I'm pulling for. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, I want to see that. Chris Paul win. I, I just, Dude, you know, it's it, unbelievable, man. Did you see the Everywhere num- he's gone, the team's gotten better. Do you know when he went to bad teams. All right. Did, Kyle, do you know what his assist-to-turnover ratio was for this last series? Something like 38 to 1 or something like that. It was like 40, 41 to 3. Yeah. I mean, it was just absolutely perverse what, what he was able to do during the course. It was, yeah, exactly that, 41 to 3. His wow. assist to turnover ratio in the four games against the uh, the and I get it the Nuggets were depleted but still still forty one to effing three was assist to turnover ratio it's it's yeah, well, I mean just to, with all due respect look at Portland Portland was a really good team yep. I know defensively they struggled some yep they came in healthy and then like I was looking at the Suns like man how did they dominate them because the way with Jamal Murray being out you really wanted to attack their guards with great guard play and I'm like oh they have Booker and Paul and I'm going wait a minute. Portland has McCollum and Lillard, so they have really good guards as well. But uh, you know the Suns were able to get it done in, in convincing uh, fashion as well. So. Cam- campaign was tremendous. Jay Crowder has, but Jay Crowder really struggled like the first two games of the Lakers series, and he has been awesome ever since yep. that point. Don't let Drew get a hold of Campaign. Oh God, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> campaign, campaigns um, for more minutes. Oh, stop it. I, I did. I actually did a Drew bit over the weekend, but I I'll tell you about it later. Uh, anything else going on in your world? What's coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show? 
Um, so all this week, uh, each each day, one of us, uh, I think tomorrow is Ed's day. We're going to go out to the mini, mini camp. Mini camp, yep. Yeah, so we're all stopping out there. My day is Thursday, so we're, we'll leave the show early, head out, and check it out. And then, um, you know, they, it's funny because they're always like, well, so what are you most interested in seeing? And the easy answer is always the rookies. But um, I was telling them, like, I've been hearing, like, great things about Mark Andrews, and if he's finally healthy, like, people were down on him last year. He still had a good year, but I – I think even now with all these weapons, he's one of his, you know, Lamar's favorite targets. I think that's a guy to definitely focus in on this year. I think it's really the tough thing about Mark Andrews is like the problem is really specific, which is he just plays his worst in the biggest games. And like yeah. I, I don't, I think Mark Andrews is way more of a solution than he is a problem, right? Like he's a hell of a football player. He's really good. He's really productive. But for whatever reason, and I don't, you know, whether it's scared of the moment. I don't know how to describe it. He just seems to play his worst in the most important spots for the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah, I, you know, I don't think you can solve that. I don't think there's anything I can see that's going to give me an answer on that question until we get to an important game and we see how it is that he plays. Like I, I mean, is it just that we have that sample size of what now three to four playoff games? Are you talking about some of the bigger regular season games? Yeah. The chiefs or... games. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's like that. And, okay. and it's not, and again, it's not like he's terrible. He's just that when, when we remember Mark Andrews dropping the ball, we remember I'm sure it. there have been instances where he had big games against good teams, right? Like I'm, I'm not trying to suggest right. that he is. He's been. I, I don't know. Remember how he played against the Seahawks a couple right. of years ago? But it just sort of lines up with. In those games, we remember that Mark Andrews sure. had issues, and it's part of the story of Lamar Jackson, right? That somebody would say, "Yeah, you can knock Lamar Jackson for how he's played in big games, but if Mark Andrews would have caught this ball, would we be saying the same thing?" You know, like. It's yeah. just a weird bit. It's a weird bit, man. All right, at JeremyCon1057 on Twitter is how you give him a follow. Jeremy, appreciate you, pal. Of course, everybody, every day, picks at PressBoxOnline.com. Thank you for all of the many clicks that you are bringing us, and we will talk to you again next Monday, all right? Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. See you, bud. JeremyCon1057, the fan, joining us as he does every Monday here on GCR. Winding down for hour number two of the day's pro- program. You know, Father's Day is coming up this week. I don't know if you all have taken care of your dads in your life just yet. I know uh, I'll be taken care of by working all day. I've got to clean up from a party, and I've got to do all of the cooking for our Father's Day get-together because Work, happy love. happy Father's Day Labor to me. Love, you know? Something like that. The clean up not as Something much. like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I chose the date to the party, so that's kind of on, yeah. on me. You're really big jerk. Yeah, I, I know. By the way, I had somebody message me like, "Hey, you know it's Father's Day weekend, right?" I'm like, "Yes." Do, do you guys like? Do you go away for Father's Day weekend? Two day Is it a celebration? I mean, like, boy, God bless you. Like, your your father's quite lucky that he gets such an event. I don't, I don't typically get that. Nor did my father ever get like a weekend's worth of parties. Do your to kids understand, Father's or are they just like? We're no, supposed I mean, to like, be happy and celebrate like you. They, that's about, but that really is all that Father's Day is. Right. Like, it's not really anything more than that. It's different it, than Mother's Day. In a, in a perfect world, Father's Day would be, leave me alone, mm-hmm. allow me to sleep. You know, maybe somebody, and then the truth is, you don't want anybody else grilling for you. Right. Like, as a that? man, you don't. the horse track, you know? Like, yeah, let correct. Him be, you know? <laughs> Just leave him alone. Yeah. Let him go, uh, you know, hit some, hit some golf shots or something. And speaking of which, you can give the gift of golf. For Father's Day this year, tickets to the 2021 BMW Championship here in Baltimore are available now at BMWChampionship.com as the PGA Tour's top 70 golfers will be here to compete in the BMW Championship at Caves Valley Golf Club. Secure your tickets, BMWChampionship.com. We'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular to wrap it up. A Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. 
This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone and Take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? And Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ. Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Let's have you 
Chris Jericho, Le Champion, AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of PressBox. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4, available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. From Bob, uh, I do care. Strikeouts are way up. I think the better solution is moving the mound back. Curious to see what happens in the next few weeks. There may be changes in effectiveness and even to which pitcher is the team's ace. Uh, Brian follows up by saying, yeah, but the solution to strikeouts being up is to put a premium on contact. Pitchers are using sticky, illegal stuff, get it out of the game. If it is a written rule, enforce the rules. This really is the biggest, like, gray area thing. Somebody says, aren't you the type that hates the unwritten rules? It's not about whether or not I hate the unwritten rules. It's about what should the rule be. And nobody appears to have much of an agreement about that. Like, nobody really seems to know what the rule should be here. It's not... Pitchers should never put anything on the ball. Nobody seems to think that's the what the rule should be. So define what the rule should be, and let's play by that rule. Or like, uh, they might. I don't know if they're mutually exclusive. What do you the mean? The idea that control can be separated from increased spin rate and drastic movement, right? Like, if you're throwing a fastball, that spin rate is going to be higher regardless. But presumably, you're going to be throwing it more accurately, right? So, like, are they just the same and we are more upset about the idea that the ball is moving more now or is the ball really moving more or are hitters no, no, less I mean, good it, at contact? It definitely so appears that the ball is moving more. Like, that doesn't I would love to, to see, like, Rule Sports. I know a few years back did the segment with Trevor Bauer where they were talking about and he was making clear, he was airing his grievances with right. the substances and what it does to spin rate and how it's, you know, not fair. Trevor Bauer has since, I believe kind of been using substances. I think it's you know? been abundantly clear. I would love to see a a like a scientific analysis whether it be driveline, I don't know if they would or if they're, you know, part of this of, you know, just what the difference in movement is. To see just if it adds like 2 feet horizontally, right? Like this is it with, this is it without. You know, I would but, be but interested. I, but I still don't know what that means. Well, I still don't know what like, okay, so I we have enough evidence right now that I think we can say comfortably it is affecting the movement of the balls. It is it is giving the pitchers I think we I don't think there's a debate about that. I don't disagree, that. but we don't know it's so, like we don't have a, we don't have a control group. We don't have somebody that we can definitively point to and say, "Well, they're not." And this is what they're doing. What do you mean? You know, I would there are some pitchers in baseball who don't use substances, I bet. Whether it's a disadvantage to them and all that, it's another story, right? Like, I don't think there's any pitcher that doesn't use anything. I think there might be pitchers that don't use. Yeah, I bet there this, are. The, mm, I mean, look, it's the understanding is that like you got you almost have to use something. You wouldn't just go grip a you know a, a, be it would almost be nuts to just go well, grip. The fresh balls but are the, like slippery. This, as hell the, the sticky stuff is different than other substances that have been used. And again, this particular this new thing. 
that's being used is the one that that people do have a problem with. It's it's not the same as some of these other things that. Well, that yeah, I would love to see the, the. I would love to see it in, so, in action, so, right? But, but the question becomes: if we accept that it gives pitchers an advantage, then now what? What do you want to be done? Do you want it to be that Major League Baseball will doctor every ball with the substance that we've all agreed to in order to give pitchers the grip that they're looking for and that if we see anything suspicious whatsoever, we immediately kick that pitcher out of the game? Like, what? what is it? I don't know what is the rule? And that's the part. When we say enforce the rules, like, okay, but we gotta get the, we got to get together on the rule because the rule's got too much gray area right now. What are we saying is the rule? And if we get there, then we can enforce it. This is the people didn't like getting rid of the neighborhood play, but that the problem with the neighborhood play is there was too much ambiguity to it, right? So we've got to define it. We're defining it. You have to step on second base. Period. If you do not step on second base, it will not be an out. It's defined now. It's a written rule. So we got to figure out how we're defining this rule. How are we going after it? All of those things. And baseball is essentially saying right now, we're not going to try. We're not going to try to do that. And maybe that's because they feel as though it needs to be bargained, right? Like, we're going to say, hey, you guys aren't supposed to be doing Remember, you're not supposed to be doing this. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Or wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And go from there. I just, when we say things like enforce the rules, I think baseball saying they don't know what the rule is. They don't know how to enforce it. And that must be solved. And in the meantime, there is a point to be made about it doesn't appear to be impacting one team more than another right now. It seems as though everyone has the same opportunity. It's just a hitters versus pitchers thing, but it doesn't change a fair competition between two teams, we don't think. So... Go play the baseball. This is going to exist. And start working on how it's going to be solved. My gut is, it's not going to be. Because there just doesn't seem to be that much outrage about it. Tidbit brought to you today by Window Nation. They're offering you an amazing deal. 50% off all styles of windows. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fits. Tidbit of the day. We uh, discussed the idea that maybe uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is okay at baseball. Well, he is pretty pretty damn good he's, yeah, he's at okay. the hitting of the baseballs. Yes. He has not really suffered too much when it comes to the spin rates changing and all that. Uh, just, you know, to give context... Of course, baseball's average so far this year for all of Major League Baseball players, 238 with a 313 on base percentage and a 398 slugging percentage. That's good for a 710 OPS. Not too impressive. Well, Vlad Guerrero Jr., you know, 344 average, a 450 on base percentage and a 688 slugging percentage. Good for, well, a little bit higher in that regard, try, you know, a 1.138 OPS. He, in the first 63 games of this season, 
has 21 home runs. That's a lot. That's actually more than his father ever had through the first 63 that. games yeah, I believe it. of a season. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero was a decent player himself, yeah, he was in okay. case you were unaware. Not only that, you know, his 688 slugging percentage, uh, that's, nine, that's above average. nine teams mm-hmm. in baseball have a team OPS lower than 688. Not a slugging uh, that's, percentage. That's, that's more of a disturbing. That, that disturbs me more about those teams, but I, I hear you. So, my question for you. Who are the teams? Who are those nine teams? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Pirates. They are leading the charge at 651. The Tigers. Uh, the Tigers are at 665. The Royals. No. Really? 689. Ugh, yeah, I mean, they're killing it, obviously. Uh, the... The Nationals. No, they have a 697 tied with the Orioles. Sorry, I gave that one away. Well, I actually didn't think it was the Orioles, genuinely, so it doesn't really surprise me all that much. Um, the the Mariners. They are second worst, 652. The, 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 the Rockies. Well, they, yeah, just by nature of their yeah, stadium, Denver, right. 692, though, so almost. The Indians suck, don't they? That they do, 682. What is that all about? They traded all their players. No. The Marlins. 680 for the Marlins. The Rangers. 674 for the Rangers. So you were missing one, two, I believe. Two. The Diamondbacks. 686. And the... And the... The Yankees stink. The Yankees. Not the Yankees. They are actually at 703. But they stink. They do stink. The this is the only team of this group that I think we probably would have thought would have been good. Probably would have thought would have been good. The Cardinals? They're at 688 exactly. So, oh. Oddly enough, so are the Padres. Well, that's weird. Yeah. But they are good. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird bit. The team we would have thought would have been good. The team we would have thought would have been good. The Twins? Nope. The team we would have thought would have been good. The team that we would have thought would have been good. The Rays. Not the Rays. I mean, they are good. They are just, good. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out specifically this number. If the Padres are that low, then... The Brewers. That is the okay. one, as the Milwaukee Brewers, despite being 11 games over 500, and they are actually yeah, doing I mean, well. The thing. They're, they're, they they're are good. not exactly hitting. So uh, right. they round out the list right, of the nine go. teams that are uh, OPSing lower than Vlad Guerrero Jr. is slugging. That's remarkable. Tidbit was also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Let's get tubular. Tubular brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. You want a free analysis? Huh? Do you? Well, they've got one for you. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. 
Here's what's coming up tonight. The Orioles will try again to win a game on the road. That hasn't gone well for them. Aren't they playing until like June 3rd without an off day now? Is it? Or July 3rd, I think. Maybe maybe it is. I don't know. I I have not looked that far ahead. Um, The Orioles still have not officially announced. Let me just double check and make sure that's the case. I think we all know it's Dean Kramer who's making the start, but I don't think they've officially announced it. Uh, Double check. It is... It is still not official. because I, th- I don't think they can make it. Of- I think technically, until they're on the roster, you can't announce them as an official starter. But we know. Dean Kramer's pitching tonight for the Orioles. Uh, Gene Carlos Mejia for the Indians. And the Indians stink. So maybe this is the chance to finally end this road funk. 7 o'clock on Masson 2. Masson's got Pirates Nationals at 7. ESPN's got Poland and Slovakia right now in the Euro. Coming up at 3, Spain and Sweden. Oh, I should have put some money on Spain there. Cubs Mets tonight at 7 on ESPN. MLB Network, Phillies Dodgers at 10. NBCSN, Canadians, Golden Knights game 1 at 9 o'clock. TNT's got Sixers Hawks game 4 at 7.30. Jazz Clippers game 4 at 10. The U.S. Olympic swim trials continue at 6.30 on NBC Sports Network, and they shift to NBC at 8. Fox Sports 1 for the Copa America, Argentina and Chile at 5 o'clock. Paraguay and Bolivia at 8 USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8 as well. Some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. John Stewart is on Colbert tonight. Always fun. Um, there's, a there, is a, there is a book that my kids are into right now called uh, Horse Meets Dog. Okay. And when I got the when they asked me to read it to them the other night, they love it. They're all in on this book. They're so excited. We're going to read Horse Meets Dog tonight. And they hand it to me. And the first thing I see on the cover is... Uh, a review from John Stewart okay. said, "You'll never look at horses or dogs the same way." Is it and true? I was like, "I don't know about this, John Stewart. I don't know if I feel that way." Um, no, I'll be able to look at horses and dogs the same way. It is a a, a wonderful book. Right. It's a wonderful kids book, right. but a bit hyperbolic from uh, John from JS. I'm sure he's talking about that review on. Uh, yes, I imagine that's yeah, what they're Colbert discussing. Uh, Fox has a couple animated shows. Housebroken at 9, Duncanville at 9.30. Uh, do, do, do HBO in treatment, 9 o'clock, if you're into that. American Dad, 9.30 TBS. Not my cup of tea, but if it is yours, it's on. Not mine. Um, stuff and things. Just check it all out at glennclarkradio.com. All right, very good. Thanks today to Ross Grimsley. Thanks also to, oh, you know what, by the way, Tubular was also brought to you by Tucker Fest. It's coming up June 27th, Jerry's Toyota. Get your tickets for the meet and greet right now. Great Eights Memorabilia with number eight, greateightsmemorabilia.com. Thanks to Ross Grimsley. Thanks to Pam Shriver and to Jeremy Kahn. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. On the program, oh boy, yikes. On the program tomorrow, Jim Callis is going to join us. Uh, We'll do another draft segment as he has the Orioles going under slot now with the fifth pick. Someone that might disappoint you, perhaps. I don't know how you feel about all of that, but we will talk to Jim Callis about that. He does, however, suggest that they covet. One of the things he said in his most recent mock draft, the Orioles covet Jack Leiter. So Doesn't mean he'll fall to them. Does not mean at all that he will fall to them. But that is interesting for everybody that is convinced they're just going to go under slot. If Jack Leiter is sitting there at five, they certainly could not get him under slot. That would not be occurring. So we'll talk more about that with Jim Callis tomorrow and stuff, stuff and things. things. Stuff and things, as always. All right, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake, Employers, Insurance, KNS Automotive, Exxon Mobil, 
Sports and Social MD, C3 American Exteriors, Grade 8's Memorabilia, the BMW Championship, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealers, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at K Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks to Jack. Good to have him on board. He's going to be with us all summer. Uh, for, uh, oh, no, that's it. That's just the way that we end the show. All right. Uh, have a uh, great Monday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.